0: few, those precious few who survived, they had a gift. I call it a gift. For them it was more like a cosmic joke. They would wake up in the night, curled up in the corner of the room, screaming,
1: clawing at the wallpaper, because when these little children, you see, closed their eyes at night,
2: they dreamt only of murder over and over, one after the other. And it didn't take long for us to realize that the real nightmare was that these so-called dreams were about to come true. These murders were actually happening.
1: movies from the sublime to the suspicious. As always, I'm Lindsay Wilkins, and this week we are talking a duo, a, collabor- a collaboration that was impactful yet brief because someone decided he had to jump on Oprah's couch and decided to get way too excited about Scientology. This is a story of a director and a guy who likes to run, Stevie and Tommy. It's a double Spielberg of Minority Report and War of the Worlds. And to help me see into the future and run away from the tripods is the host of the It's Finally It's Back, even though I think he was only away for like four weeks, but still Film Feast host Matt Blitzo. Hey, how's it going?
0: Uh, hey, Lindsay. Hey, I'm back from my very short, short hiatus <laughs> uh you know was uh I don't know it was needed I felt refreshed I'm back I mean I was on podcast I was on your show exactly uh um, <laughs> with Hayden and Mark so um but yeah I'm happy back again talking Spielberg and Tom Cruise so uh should be a good time
1: no thank you so much for coming on and saying yes to doing this and actually I have no idea if this joke is dated now because he in fact wasn't on the last episode of Film Feast but I do like to think that he is also Matt's unofficial co-host and slowly taken over, and that is of course James Coddington. Hey, hello.
2: hello.
3: Yes, I am still Matt's co-host. <laughs> Whether he likes it or not, he can try to sh- shoo me away, but I keep uh, coming back.
2: He just keeps he sent popping up me on a Zoom. lot of
3: threatening
0: letters. A lot yeah. of threatening <laughs> letters. He can't James. get rid of me. He's already blocked me on multiple outlets. But horsehead, know. horsehead in my bed. Yeah. Like, oh. what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. running it. so
1: I, I saw you did an episode with preston on uh, on uh, after hours i also had that blue you could have asked me
3: i know i was like hey i just got that movie too okay come on what are you t-
1: <laughs> no um, i don't like that
2: movie uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly you no, no 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 like
3: preston much better yeah guess than me for that for sure i'm i'm i, I can't talk about like serious <laughs> stuff i'm not a serious guy <laughs> not, not that these me movies are, i'm sorry. I yeah
1: whatever yeah one of steve most serious is one in this double surprisingly yeah yeah,
3: sorry i I didn't mean to imply that no
1: no no that was an amazing episode with you and preston uh waxing lyrical on one of uh marty's most underrated movies even still kind of even though it has a criterion and it's popping up in top fives all over the place so maybe i don't know what i'm talking about but it was a very good episode and I'm looking oh, forward you, to the you. all the best old ones you are doing at the um, end of this year. It's going to be very exciting, especially Hayden yes. trying to figure out what else he's going to pick as a top 10, apart from just picking out um, Haunting of Venice 10 times. I,
0: it's going to be Haunting of Venice 10 times. I'm prepared <laughs> yeah. for that to happen. <laughs> like somehow oh, he'll put man. Cyrano on there again. I'm like, they came yeah. out last year, Hayden. <laughs> it's gonna be... I'm very curious what... Yeah. They're gonna do. I don't know. Especially Hayden. I have no idea what those what those boys are up to. He's uh, gonna so put Thoreau's, uh origin of his
3: mustache back on the top ten. Yes! Like, number one. You know, like just, back. just that one scene.
0: Top uh, ten. ten just that one scene. Yeah, just that one scene.
1: Like, yeah, when uh, uh, the, the yeah, Halloween Kills came out, they were just the, yeah, Halloween Kills. They were just like teasing and teasing, and then it was both their number ones. I'm like, yeah, we kind of figured that out, guys. Yeah.
0: Hmm. everybody knew. It was a <laughs> worst kept secret. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Uh, um, yeah, who are you fooling? <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, Film Feast is back. It's going straight as usual. It's one of my favorite film p- podcasts. So yeah, uh, continue. But we, I guess, are doing a part two to, speaking of Film feats. the episode we did uh, beginning of this year, I think, was it? Uh, the Spielberg so. Marathon.
0: Spielberg yeah, was, was early this year. It does, yeah, wow. it does feel like years ago. <laughs> that was so, nine um, years ago, right, guys? Yes, <laughs> Dang, it feels like time forever.
1: flies. Yeah, yeah, time flies. Uh, but we, I think I actually brought up these two movies, so I decided. Well, me and James went through a few decisions, and then just wound up with Spielberg. I went, "This feels, this feels right. This feels correct." Though James does have to come on at one point to do a few Good Men, because now I'm kind of obsessed with doing a double with that with that movie. But we'll see how it goes.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That, that that was the Tom Cruise of it. You know, that's why I yeah. was like, well, you know, instead of a few Good Men, we'll do. You know, double Tom Cruise, double Spielberg, you know, might as well just do the double-double.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so we are going to be getting into the very short collaboration between one of the biggest movie stars, which he kind of still is, because, well, Mission Impossible uh, did Reckoning, was just, he should not have released it before Barbenheimer. That was Tom's hubris. And, of course, (laughs) one of the biggest directors, and the two movies that they made, which are so different, yet so complementary to each other, in so many ways and and so we might as well just get into it as I like to imagine sitting in an the empty theater the curtains are opening Matt what is going to be your trailer for Minority Report
0: oh boy okay uh I'm first okay so I'm gonna go <laughs> all I could think of all I could think of because I had a really hard time doing this I was like what's another Philip K Dick adaptation that I love and one I love even more than Minority Report is Total Recall from 1990 with Arnold Schwarzenegger, my boy. Yes. And, uh... You're going to love this, Doug. But how real does it seem?
1: As real as any memory in your head.
0: You are on your most important mission. Do you want to know the future? What about the past. You are not you. You're me.
2: They erased your identity and implanted a new one.
0: Quato
3: wants Watson Quaid's hit.
0: You're quite right. Wrong.
3: If I'm not me, who the hell am I?
2: You wouldn't hurt me. We're married.
0: Consider that a divorce.
3: You got a lot of nerve showing your face around here. Look who's talking. Ah! My name is not
0: Quaid. An hour he could have total recall. I want Quaid delivered for reimplantation. Get it. Ready for a surprise! No! So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was like, oh, okay, what's a good sci-fi movie? And I was like, Total Recall. Oh, Philip K. Dick. Okay, perfect. He wrote my Minority Report. Um, yeah, I mean, I did a whole episode on Total Recall a long time ago with Carmelita uh, that I really thought was a good episode. Um, weirdly one of the most popular Film Feast episodes. I, uh, it, it was like, I was like, this really popped. But um, love that movie. Love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, he's like my movie dad. Uh, and it's uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, really, I have no good justification besides it's a sci-fi movie I love. It's a Philip K. Dick adaptation. So beyond that, I got nothing.
1: Philip K. Dick, Dick adaptions. Nice. Yeah, all that matters. And Philip K. Dick adaptions tend to be some of the best sci-fi movies made of all time, like Blade Runner. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, and it's a really amazing movie. It's kind of one that doesn't get talked about out of Verhoeven's kind of, everyone sort of talks about uh, basic instinct or, uh, Robocop which I know is your another favorite movie yours Matt but sort of Total Recall doesn't get as talked about which is even though it is when everyone says oh Total Recall everyone's like oh my god I love that movie so it's it's weird how that's got that weird thing going on I don't know if it's weird but yeah
3: <laughs> yeah even I, you know I know you it's, I, mean, I feel like I even see Starship Troopers you know talked about more yeah which is weird you know like Total oh, Recall yeah. does seem to be the least talked about even though you're like why Thomas Schwarzenegger. how could it be at least talk- it's i
0: mean it's kind of weird The whole run of air hose really is from robocop until starship troopers is incredible so i feel like something has to kind of get it comes, in- it, comes in- it comes in between robocop and basic instinct which probably are his two most popular movies yeah i, I think say. they are. yeah um, so uh but yeah it's i mean it's great it still holds up really well uh so every time i watch it, I'm still so shocked by how violent it is, but I shouldn't be because it's Fairhoven, but um just like, oh, this is, this is a lot. But uh yeah, it's still great. I love it. Um yeah, I don't know what I'll say about it. So
1: No, it's it's a great yeah, movie. movies
3: are great to watch when you're too young to watch them.
1: Oh yeah, my partner <laughs> yeah. has the a master. Story. Yeah. Yeah, my partner has a story about Robocop, how he got it out when he was obviously probably too young to get it out because uh, I think it was an RAT in, in New Zealand, took it home, and his mum happened to walk in at the exact scene. What's the little two-legged thing with the guns where the corporate guy gets shot?
0: Oh, uh, Ed 209. Oh.
1: Ed 209. When the Ed 209 is shooting the shit out of that <laughs> poor guy, yeah. that's when his mother walked in, <laughs> and he had to return the video and apologize to the video clerk, even though I think it might have been <laughs> the video clerk's fault in the first place while hitting him rent it. <laughs>
0: I mean, uh, probably, yeah. but yeah. God bless those it's video good. players. Let me rent things I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> like the little hair uh, was just.
1: Yeah.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I saw. Yeah, no, all, I... almost all the barehats too early. Honestly. <laughs> like, yeah. That head's meant to be seen. They all came out
3: when we were well. I I was, I think I was only like nine whenever Total Recall came out or something. What did, year did it come out? Ninety. It was ninety. Ninety. 90 was yeah. Maybe.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I was, yeah, I was about nine
1: as, as well, well, sir.
0: I was I like, I remember I want to even rub it the, in. I don't yeah. want to rub in, but <laughs> <laughs> I was that a toddler was only... at the time. <laughs> I was just uh, born.
1: Yeah, young I, uh, Matt was still um following his mother around the house, asking him for the complete uh description. What was the was it face off that your mother went on a date to see and you were just like, please tell oh, yeah, me the That <laughs> was that 96,
0: 98 time was like she was dating somebody uh and i i feel like she was getting dragged to all these action movies like that she would not have seen uh she saw broken arrow she saw face off she saw what else she's see? uh but i would ask her about them after you love john woo man saw them you talking yeah. about? i know yeah. john Wu, yeah this like... could be
1: my stepfather you could have married the john Wu guy
0: <laughs> oh that no that guy's awful let's <laughs>
1: okay,
0: okay. we still talk about how bad a guy he was <laughs> good taste in movies but terrible the horrible person. guy okay um uh, but uh but yeah, she, I knew about these movies and I would see the commercials be like, I want to see that. Um, and I have to ask her give me the plot synopsis of like what went down in these movies afterwards because I, I was allowed to go see them. Um, but oh, one thing I told Recall, I remember, is that I saw it on TV pretty young, but like censored for TV. But I remember that was the first time I was watching a movie because I had Arnold in it, so I had to, you know, I had to watch it mm-hmm. and it was on like TBS or some cable channel. So it wasn't like super violent, but I remember I have never been so confused by a movie in my young life. I did not understand what was going on. I remember like I had no concept of what was happening. Did not understand. I was so confused.
1: Especially the I ending like, I where it's like, eh? It kind of ends on a, yeah. eh? Eh? <laughs> Not to say <laughs> that the Memory ending of... isn't great. I love the fact that it keeps it ambiguous, but for a young boy going, okay, so is he on Mars or is he not on Mars? What's and the ending ending just goes kind of a shrug. Um, yeah, (laughs) maybe Maybe?
0: I did the whole thing. I was completely lost. I was like, This seems cool, when Arnold's in it, but I don't know what's happening. Like, I was just, (laughs) I remember being just so confused. (laughs) I'd watch very simple things up to that point. It's like, it's too much for my young mind. Yes, (laughs) poor
3: poor baby baby brain, Matt.
1: Yes, (laughs) (laughs) James, what is going to be your trailer for Minority Report?
3: Uh. My trailer for Minority Report is actually a documentary um, that was on HBO some years ago. Uh, It was called Thought Crimes, The Case of the Cannibal Cop. I was going to be tied up by my feet. The suffering was for his enjoyment, but he wanted to make
2: it last as long as possible. He had no remorse.
0: You read about the case, you read about these chats, and you're horrified. And you're just like, this guy's a monster.
3: The idea of the cannibal cop wandering around with a badge was unbelievable.
2: But there were two sides to this story.
0: Yeah, there's depraved language and unconventional thoughts, but there's no evidence. It just sends a shiver down my spine.
1: What is the line between fantasy and crime?
0: Is he a harmless teddy bear of a guy, or is he a nefarious master criminal?
3: if y'all have heard of that or no i have never heard of
2: this
3: (laughs) okay so i I thought it was perfect because basically it's about this cop who ended up like he was like on message boards or something it's i haven't seen it since then so i'm gonna be like not i don't remember but i just remember it was this story um anyway he was on message boards like basically like saying how he was gonna like he was kind of like plotting to like kidnap someone and like eat them and murder them and stuff for something like these women and uh he ended up getting like charged for this stuff but he didn't do anything right so it's like that's why i thought it fit so perfectly with Minority Report because they arrested him he was charged all this stuff but he never actually did anything and he ended up you know saying well i wasn't you know i I was just talking on message boards i wasn't actually going to do with any of this stuff but he like plotted it out really well you know like that's obviously why they charged him and stuff but they ended up like, I guess he got off and, and n- nothing happened. Like he got let go because of him saying, you know, well, I never actually did anything. I was just saying this stuff online, <laughs> you know, like I didn't do it. So uh, what am I, you know, in trouble for? So I, that's my movie. And if you haven't seen it, it's pretty interesting. It, it, I, I feel like I remember it maybe being a little too long. Like I just told you what happens spoiler sorry but uh you know it's like (laughs) it's like a folding you know documentary but it's not like a mini series so i guess it's shorter than you know now it would have been dragged out into like three or four episodes probably i was
1: gonna say a lot of true crime at the moment wants to drag it out as long as possible and most of it is something Mm -hmm. you can say in a sentence and it's horrific you just don't need three (laughs) episodes delving into this one simple idea but this does sound like it has a few ideas going into it because I was just the whole time I was thinking, well, is this an army hammer situation? But it's, oh, um, yeah. yeah, but it is just, you know, the difference, the internet tends to make fantasies real in a way that I don't think we have quite reconciled yet with. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that is like the perfect, um, perfect kind of case study. It's like the, it's like this guy going around, going, but yeah, when you plan it so Specifically, you get, there's, there's, there's some side-eye going on, because you're like, you've thought about this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: I can't remember yeah. for sure, but I I assume, I think it was, like, you know, real people, obviously, because he was a cop, so he had, like, access to real, like, data and stuff. Oh. So it was, like, mm-hmm. addresses and names and all this stuff, which is probably how they even yeah. got the original charges.
1: Yeah. But they it were had- just
3: saying, well, I wasn't actually going to do any of it. It was just fantasy, you know? I was just doing it in my mind.
1: Yeah
0: it's minecraft cool
1: it's minecraft it? it's
0: it's cool
1: <laughs> <laughs> sometimes keep those mind called... crimes in your mind he's do you a
0: know? what do i imagine <laughs> That's just so stupid i'm like imagine being arrested like it's a crime, baby like <laughs> <laughs> mind crime. Me? Uh, nothing... <laughs> i mean don't they arrest you for plotting things all the time you know what i mean like well, yeah I, like... I think i yeah yeah i don't know i i also watch man. it. I'm curious. Now. I like That's Mike. He's I'm a really lawyer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, Mike. We're going to get Mike in
0: here. Look how Mike is our all of our, like, legal counsel. <laughs> like, yes. I know Daniel. Daniel was mentioned him in a YouTube video he did about, like, he asked Mike about something about court cases. Like, Mike's got all these, like lawyer answers for us all the time
1: <laughs> i think like, he has just them written down questions. so he can just like post them whenever he needs to <laughs> without having to yeah. think so much He's like
0: here's what happens in this scenario i asked him about like a, a paul newman movie called the verdict i'd watched recently or somehow it came up it was like i watched it and he was like great movie terrible like example of <laughs> oh, how yeah, the courts yeah. work <laughs> like absolutely mm-hmm. terrible which i thought too because mike has ruined <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike, You my my. I, it's hard to watch movies now because a main thing of courtroom drama is like uh, bringing in like a surprise witness or bringing in new evidence, which Mike basically told me can't happen. Like it just can't happen because you have to like clear everything with mm-hmm. the other sides. You can never really like surprise them with anything. Like um, you can't just show up one day and like, boom, we found a bloody knife. Like you have to like go through all these channels and like everyone would know about it. You can't just like bring all this stuff in. I was like, well, that just ruins like, so many courtroom movies for me so,
3: so mike is basically the neil degrasse tyson of courtroom, <laughs> courtroom. for
1: you. mike has said the closest he's ever seen a movie a, a courtroom movie kind of correct in a fictional setting is uh my cousin Vinny.
0: i've i've heard this Which, yeah, it's not just for mike but other people yeah, yeah that it's that wild. is the
1: closest kind of thing and it's because because i remember watching body of evidence for the show with with doug mccambridge and i was like going look I don't even know American law, let alone Australian law, but I'm pretty sure you just can't have surprise witnesses just showing up in, like, a line outside the courtroom. This is not The
0: Simpsons. It's so much more <laughs> dramatic that way. It's so I much know. better for a movie. Yeah.
1: Yes, another surprise witness. And, the, <laughs> just like, oh, nice. and everyone's like, huh? <laughs>
0: I thought they were
3: dead. That, that's the drama side of it, you know? They got a right. courtroom drama.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh.
1: No, I'm actually really curious to watch this. This is sounds absolutely fascinating because...
3: Yeah, I I I'd say watch it. it it's it, I just looked it up actually. While I was it's only like eighty minutes, so it's not even as long as I, I oh. thought it was
0: long. Oh, that's good. So. Yeah. Speaking my language now, James.
3: Yeah, yeah <laughs> right, there, you go. Under
0: ninety like, minutes, like, <laughs> man. Like eighty-one <laughs> minutes. Uh, perfect. Oh, that's good. <laughs>
1: um, yes, that that is absolutely perfect. My trailer. I am actually. I'm going to go for straight noir because, uh, Minority reparty can't speak my, my, I
0: love that minority reporty. that's amazing <laughs> I like that I like that better yes.
1: Yes. I just said that's, I mean, that's not name. the word <laughs> that's awesome I'm going to go <laughs> for a gruff Whoa. cop um, who is instead of trying to figure out why he's going to murder someone is trying to <laughs> cover up his own murder but I'm going to go for Otto, Otto Preminger's Where the Sidewalk Ends
2: you're a relentless manhunter Mark Dixon The detective who wades in with his fists where others fear to tread. You don't hate hoodlums. You like to beat them up. You get fun out of it. You like to read about yourself in the newspapers as the tough cop who isn't afraid to wade in anywhere. Your job is to detect criminals, not punish them. But you're involved in a sinister affair, Dixon. There's danger in every footstep where the sidewalk ends. Are
3: you trying to frame me for pain? Nobody's framing you. I've given them instructions. Dana Andrews, the detective who could kill a man with his fists, and one night he did. Gene Tierney, who brought him love in place of his strange passion
0: for hatred. Gary Merrill, who made his own laws, took what he wanted, found a sudden payoff, where the sidewalk ends.
1: I went on a bit of a Dana Andrews kick. So this was part of it. Oh uh, yeah. Really solid. Yeah. I don't Pretty much knows how to make movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dana Andrews is a cop who's already getting warnings for being uh, too aggressive, which surprise uh, uh, then surprise, surprise. He kills someone uh, happens to be the husband of Jean Tierney. So those two are back together and he is trying to, while, and also to make matters worse, her father is now arrested for the crime of murdering the man that Dana Andrews killed. So he's trying to hide himself. She's trying to sort of not confess, try to get away with murder. we also trying to get the dad off the murder. And it gets into a sort of a situation where you're like, Dana, you kind of have to confess to this one. There's no way out of it. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's really, really solid. Um, and yeah, it's a really good movie. If you haven't seen it.
3: I have not seen it. <laughs>
0: I have you not either. I, you said were the sidewalk cans. I thought of the book of children's poetry by Shel Silverstein. That's Silver. exactly yes. what I thought too. That's all I could <laughs> think
1: of—creepiest man to like... ever write children's poetry. But I'm only doing that because um, that photo he has the, on the back of the wishing tree. I still think is why would you want to do that to children? <laughs>
0: Yeah, he took some weird photos of his books where yeah. I was like, this is the guy? This, like, this is the guy that wrote this?
1: The guy who wrote The Wishing oh. Tree is that guy. Also wrote the song with Johnny Cash, A uh, Man Called Sue, I think it was. So yeah, a <laughs> man of multiple talents. But the auto-primager noir where the sidewalk ends is very good uh, from 1950, I think. it's So it's got a mini Laura reunion with uh, Dana and um, Gene Tony. And yeah, and with that, we are going to be getting into... Actually, I'm assuming we all would have seen this in theater because I think Matt, you were definitely well enough old, old enough to go see movies in 2002 <laughs> you by see. yourself.
0: Okay, Jed, what's coming? Double homicide: one male, one female. Killer's male, white, 40s. Set up a perimeter until we're on roof. I'm placing you under arrest for the future murder of Sarah Marks. Give the man his hand. The future can be seen. All we have to run on are the images that they produce. We see what they see. There hasn't been a murder in six years. There's nothing wrong with the system. It is perfect, (laughs) I agree. Murder can be stopped. Tell me exactly what it is you're looking for. Flaws. You ever get any false positives?
1: We are arresting individuals who have broken no law.
0: But they will. The fact that you prevent it from happening doesn't change the fact that it was going to happen. The system can't be wrong. Run! Wait! you say something, Chief? No. You're in a lot of trouble, John. I have a warrant in my pocket that says murder. Don't run. You don't have to chase me. From 20th Century Fox. He set me up. He set me up. And DreamWorks Pictures. Who's the victim? I've never heard of him. But I'm supposed to kill him in less than 36 hours. It's going to get her. Tom Cruise. I need your help. Keep you contain information? I need to know how to get at it.
2: In a Steven Spielberg film. I have
0: to know. I have to find out what happened to my life you tell me who was it set this up i don't know i know How i did you... establish i was three and 90 <laughs> so yeah <it> was... <laughs> but i don't think i saw this in a theater not to jump right into it but i was thinking today i was like i don't think i saw this in a theater and mm-hmm. i don't know why i was i think I, i'm not sure i saw war of the worlds but we'll get to that one later but yeah. i really don't think i saw this in a theater and I, I i couldn't tell you why i did not um uh, maybe because mm-hmm. i uh, at that time couldn't drive and had no money and had no one to take me is what I could assume. <laughs> like so if the family didn't go to the movie or couldn't talk someone into taking me or find friends to go, then it wasn't it wasn't uh, happening. But I saw it probably I don't know, not too long after it came out at some point, like on TV or DVD or something. Um and yeah, but didn't, I miss it in theaters. So yeah.
1: <laughs> I not me. You oh I can imagine James would have been there uh, first night open sitting not probably front row but just like sitting with his popcorn going give me the Tommy and the Stevie
3: <laughs> yes I was uh yeah big time you know I, I I'm a Tom Cruise Tom Tom Cruise guy you know um pretty big fan of his pretty big fan of Spielberg's too so yeah it was like perfect I, I mean it like, it, it's kind of weird that it I mean I, I want to say it took so long right I guess because. I mean they'd been
1: they've been circling they'd each been, other for both a been while at that point. Yeah. But they've been circling time, each other, yeah. yeah.
3: So like finally happened. It had wasn't to, had, had to witness it in person.
1: Yes. I think this was the <laughs> beginning of my I'm too cool for Steven Spielberg time, like which was in the first chunk of the 2000s. I definitely witnessed all this <laughs> though. But I but I do remember it being a big everyone was touting, "Oh, Tom Cruise and Steven Spielberg finally making mm-hmm. movies together." This was like it um kind of like yeah why haven't they made a movie beforehand and now they're going to make Minority Report and I think no this one was actually well I know War of the Worlds wasn't that well well kind of but Minority Report was pretty well received at the time wasn't it from memory yeah Yeah.
0: I think so yeah
1: Yeah. I know it made money but um it was yeah this is really really good and then every time I watch it I'm like yeah this movie's really good
3: (laughs) it is a very good movie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good movie yes okay. very good movie. good
1: movie very good movie
0: well, the that, end
1: right is the that- end yeah that's all we gotta say <laughs> um no what that first scene it just it, you realize how good Steven Spielberg is 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 at filming exposition because the first scene is Tom Cruise coming in doing the orchestra thing when he's playing with the computer thing that the precogs are set up to like he the whole thing is ex- explained perfectly you have the three precogs you see a murder about the guy killing his wife with the scissors because she's having an affair. So you get all this information really quickly, how it works. And also, this thing is introducing in Colin Farrow, who I always forget was in movies in 2002 <laughs> for some reason. I think he, yeah, I always think his introduction was in Rouge, but that was his comeback with a. So he's even in. So you already know it's being questioned, it's being set up. Like you get so much information in that first 15 minutes, and it doesn't feel like you're in an exposition dump
3: obviously i always go to like when we were talking about like how they were received how the movies were received i always go to ebert first just to check you know see what he said you know Mm. and he gave it four stars obviously Mm. obviously i say obviously because how could he obviously Uh, (laughs) but i like the very little opening thing to his review is like perfect like it says at a time when movies think They have to choose between action and ideas. Steven Spielberg's Minority Report is a triumph, a film that works on our minds and our emotions. It is a thriller and a human story, a movie of ideas that's also a whodunit. Here is a master filmmaker at the top of his form, working with a star, Tom Cruise, who generates complex human feelings even while playing an action hero. Hey, man. Couldn't have said it better myself yep.
0: than I didn't. <laughs> it is very well said and very succinctly. I feel like he hit all the major points. Right. Um, how did you get all that into one great, perfect paragraph? I
1: know. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to take me two hours just to say that. That's and then he did it in like a, like a
0: yeah. Listen, yeah. I think he did win the Pulitzer for uh, writing, which I think no other movie critic had done it to that point. So uh, he's a good writer. He's a good writer. Yeah. Uh, but that, um, yeah. I'm amazed. Yeah. How much you got in that, that one like paragraph, basically. Um, oh, uh, yeah, I... I, you know what's weird too I just looked up when this came out because I'm like it came out literally three days after my birthday and I feel like I usually see a movie on my birthday and I don't know why again I'm like baffled what I was doing instead of seeing Minority Report but um now everyone knows sorry, when you that, were born yeah that's okay June 18th they don't have my social security number so I'm safe uh so, <laughs> start just going that's true, okay that's no true. no it's <laughs> I, I think put I put that I put that before I think um but uh um yeah. So, yeah, I was I was like blown away by how he gets all, you get the idea of how this whole thing works in this very good sequence. It's like really exciting. And you're just kind of keeping up with how it moves. And it's it's not just an exhibition dump. It's also there, something happening. You know what I mean? It's not just like two people sitting in a room and like saying this is how this works. Um, There's something going on that's like really intense and thrilling. And oh, this is my one note for Minority Report. Do you want to hear this? <laughs> Yes, Because yes. <laughs> at some point, somebody goes, they're looking at the footage back at the pre-crime place and trying to figure out where this murder is going to take place in, in D.C., and somebody's like, oh, look Look at the footage. There's an old merry-go-round behind him, and they're uh-huh. like, there's only like a few of those left in the city. And I'm like, do they have a full dossier <laughs> on where the old <laughs> merry-go-rounds are? <laughs> because okay. I was like... Who would keep a log on that? Like, I don't want to be. I don't want to be cinema sins. I don't want. To- but that's why. That's why it's because you yeah. watched some of their you videos. Did. <laughs> off, you did. Just off Mike, he <laughs> did watch some CinemaSins to get. Call like me a- out. It's fine. I needed, I needed to refresh my memory, <laughs> so I watched CinemaSins, Sins, which is one of the worst things happened movies in the past twenty years. But they, they didn't even call this thing out. I think they're going to call it out. I was sitting there going like how do they know where the old merry-go-rounds are in dc <laughs> actually that is a
1: very ncis thing when you get like polly what's her name at the computer and she's like doing something impossible and she'll go yeah there's only five da, 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 da. i'm like how do you know that yeah. <laughs> like, that is <laughs> nice <nuts. laughs>
0: <laughs> like it really caught, i don't know just really tickled me and like in a funny way like that's so that's so ridiculous to know that but anyway um but just how they break it all down and um i love just watching tom cruise do all the swiping around like before iron man was even doing all that and
1: (laughs) what what i love is that when you see someone else do that same thing they're not as good as him which i think is a really nice touch so when you see colin farrell doing it he's really awkward but tom cruise is very fluid and i I like to think that is a directorial okay colin don't do it as well because you don't have as much practice as uh tom mm-hmm. i can't remember tom cruise's name i want to say ethan but that is no that is not it I
2: know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: um but it is kind it's of john, this john oh yeah that's right <laughs> there's, of course it's a, a freaking uh clark depth that's got the most boring name possible as you leave <laughs> um he had a habit of that it is this kind of yeah you can kind of tell he's the best of the best which is a very tom cruise thing and then as this double will go on steven doesn't let tom play tom cruise games like there's no kind of moment where tom cruise goes through as i'm tom cruise i'm awesome wait maybe i'm not <laughs> awesome oh no wait i'm tom cruise yeah i'm totally awesome which is something i got off if this movie by the way but these two movies do not let him play that game which i really really love like he's obviously going okay i'm with a master director i will not play my typical i will run you, you're gonna have to let me run but i'm not gonna be that typical arc um And I like how he's just going from mistake to mistake to mistake, realizing he's not the great pre-crimes guy that he sits up at the beginning.
3: Yeah. Uh, You're talking about running, I mean,
1: i mean Everybody there's no one runs. better at it
3: <laughs> it's like the like one of the the taglines of this movie you know like she screams run like it's like a i
1: feel like tom cruise line. Line. He's, he's on the,
3: the run yeah, in run. this movie
1: <laughs> i got a feeling that he's run's being mocked for yeah, it kind right. of like when when agatha or samantha morton who's amazing in this guys are you gonna have to run one more time run mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of amazing because it's like going are they mocking him for running
0: <laughs> i mean he's using, using his, his a talent this time <laughs> I don't know when the running thing really caught on, but I don't feel like it was quite there in two thousand two. But he does run very early in the movie. Like yeah. when they go to that townhouse in DC, he books it for the house, and I was like, there he is running like fifteen minutes yeah. of the movie.
1: I mean, argument to be made yeah.
3: maybe that this was the start of the run. I, I
0: don't know, maybe
1: because it I'm is the, literally the, all about yeah. him running. That is the whole movie. So yeah,
0: <laughs> trying to think because yeah, I mean, when this whole running thing started?
3: <laughs> yeah, when did Tom Cruise running actually begin?
1: When did he become known for running?
3: <laughs> well, because, you know, like in the 80s and stuff, he wasn't doing like, you know, action movies or anything, you know, it was, you know, dramas and stuff like that, you know? So, I mean, outside of the Tony Scott movies, but he wasn't running in them, you know. But uh, I don't know. Let's not spend time on this. I'll look no. this up while we keep talking about it. Yes.
1: Because I was trying to look it up. Um, no, but I mean, it is a chase movie. I mean, very quickly, very quickly, this thing establishes. I mean, it's like the second prediction you get is them going, Oh, uh Tom Cruise is going to murder someone. And it's they've already established that they don't get the um premeditated that often. They all this kind of thing. And his reaction when you, can, he's got some really good facial expressions. Like when he's trying to decide, okay, should I hide this? Or should I like just go with it and then start running? Like you can tell he's like, okay, can I actually pretend this is not me? <laughs> oh, no, no. Everyone's <laughs> seen me. This this is not happening. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, I, I yeah. like, even before he gets the ball, like in your time, you know, whenever Colin Farrell first shows up, like that's one of my favorite scenes. Uh, and he's, they're doing the predestination Dialogue stuff, and he's like explaining it to him, and he's going back and forth with Colin Farrell, you know, and like the way it ends with the, the you don't have any, you know, like yeah, but asking if he has like the authority or whatever. It, it, it's that's like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how to explain like how perfect that is to me. Like it makes me smile just thinking about how good Tom Cruise is in that scene. Oh my god, anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, sorry, I am backtracked onto that one, uh, running. Yes, uh, the only movie before this he ran in maybe Mission Impossible probably, but the first oh, yeah. one,
0: but there's uh, there's not that much running in the first. No, no, no there he runs that... hard, but I don't think he runs a lot. Yeah, no. and there's and very Mission little Impossible in too. two. Yeah, yeah no, there's that not. This... That, that's it. He does have that amazing moment where he runs out and pulls the mask off, and then the theme song kicks in, and he gets on the bike.
1: Yeah, that like is that... cool. Yeah. <laughs> some picking a all good game, stuff. being awesome, but
0: now that's an awesome movie. That's...
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> No, we are big fans of, of uh, Mission Impossible 2 on Ishlock and all. That is um, that is a well documented fact.
0: <laughs> good, everybody should I'm not be as big I don't a big fan. Know as why. Be, yes, it is a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I enjoy it. When that series, that series is so good. It's like it's just hard to. Yeah. I mean, I love to. It would still put like three or four of the movies above it. Like yeah, me I too. think you know, it's it's just such a good series. But um, but yeah, sorry, we're gonna be. <laughs> we all over the place. I know, but, we're just jumping but all over Cruise the place. Sorry. This, I, that yeah. scene is so, hates us. the exposition. No, no. <laughs> I think, I think besides the exposition thing with the beginning with the, the guy trying to murder his wife and her, uh, you know, boyfriend or whatever. Um, they It's not an exposition, but it's just kind of sets up the philosophical debate of the movie with him and Colin Farrell having this like really kind of intense back and forth like conversation about it. And the whole thing where Tom Cruise lets the ball go down. He's like, it's like, was that ball going to fall? He was like, or why'd you catch the ball? It's like, it was going right. to fall. It's like, how do you know that? It's like, it didn't. that's, you know, <laughs> that that kind of stuff where you're like, oh, yeah. It's so like my I noodle mean, stuff, you're just like, oh, God. <laughs> you start thinking uh, about it. I know, I know. I mean, the whole thing with Minority Report, too, was like, I'm kind of curious about this. Like, it's like, I guess it'd be a, I don't know, maybe this is. <laughs> I feel like it'd be a good idea if it worked, but clearly the system is flawed and also manipulated by people. So, yeah, that, if it was
1: Max von Sydow's like manipulate manipulating it from the beginning, so yeah, which is why right. Tom Cruise should stop calling him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oh, I guess we should say spoilers. I don't know, but spoilers for jump... the
1: Minority Report.
0: Minority <laughs> <The, laughs> Report. Yeah, I was. I'm jumping way ahead, but I was really blown away by that reveal that Max von Sydow was the the bad guy of all this and that colin farrell was not the ultimate bad guy (laughs) like that whole kind of scene where it turns and even the second time because i'd only seen this like i don't know maybe like once or twice years ago watch it for this kind of forgot again till like right before it happened (laughs) i was like oh that's right max inside was the bad guy shit um yeah it's like a testament
3: to how good colin farrell is at playing his character right like He's so good in that role, and he's like—he right. just seems kind of so, you know, snarky, weird, like trying to get in. He—they he, set him up as the bad guy right off the bat, like, he, well, because he's like opposite, you know, Tom Cruise and trying to come in there. Like, so it's all like in our own head too, like, oh well, you know, they're on the good side, these pre—or not good side, but they're like who were attached to already, right? Like, it's the pre time division you know, with Tom Cruise and his team, uh, and then he's coming in there trying to mess it all up. So we're already just like. <laughs> thinking he's the bad guy just right off the bat just because that's just what you do as a you know whatever right and, 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 and him just playing terrible. it that good too like yeah well like yeah. and when he goes to see his wife and like he just keeps doing all these things and like the way he's kind of like bringing up the kid stuff with his wife and it's like this dude's kind of an asshole you know like <laughs> so like it i like, don't know well, yeah what, that's why that twist too or you know you're like oh no he's actually not he's a good guy you know <laughs>
0: Oh shit! The worst thing he says to and to, says to Max von at one point about Tom Cruise is like his son died six years ago. Get over it, basically. I'm like <laughs> Jesus. It's like I didn't know six years was the moratorium on mourning for a dead child. Like right. Well, um, that's like
3: when he goes to see his wife and he's like, but what? You know, he said she's like it wasn't his fault and he's like. But he was with him when <laughs> he like okay dude he's chill out man like we get it
1: okay he does not have much tact no when you've because i remember i watched it a few times in a row so they oh, were just closest together so every time he's talking to mox von cedar at the back of my head oh god don't talk to he's gonna he's gonna frame you. why are you calling him he's he's gonna tell the guys <laughs> where you are he wants he, he he needs you to get to a certain place to do the thing but at the same time he know he needs you arrested or dead afterwards so it's it's kind of and because Max Max von Sydow does look like the sweetest old man on the um on the planet, even in the ex something like the Exorcist where he's com- completely made up to be an old man. Um, he still looks really really trustworthy. At the same time, I'm like, he's actually played a bad guy quite a few times. <laughs> this is not, yeah. he's, he's old and True. European. He get, he gets cast as um as, as a bad guy. Like I've seen RoboCop. I know not to trust the guy in charge. <laughs> he can
0: he can turn it very quickly because. He can. He's he is kind of like friendly old man energy for most of the movie, but then when he's revealed as the bad guy, I think he becomes pretty menacing. He does. Uh pretty quick. Turns out on pretty quickly. You're like, oh, this guy's an evil European bad guy. <laughs> it's, one, mm-hmm. it's one of those evil European guys.
1: Yes. It's not the kindly <laughs> Santa Claus who likes honey and he doesn't like honey in his tea. It's he's the, the maniacal standing on top of a conference going, ah! <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah,
3: they even give him like a little <laughs> bad guy monologue, you know, right before he shoots him, you know, with the whole Yeah, hear them twinkling oh yeah their spiders are coming
1: those (laughs) spiders oh Oh my god i didn't watch that i didn't rewatch that scene but there is i've got it actually in my notes there's something really nefarious about you know when they're going through the apartment building um because they set them off to see if they can so they can identify everyone because everyone's got eye scans they're going up the vents and then one spider holds the vent up for everyone else i don't know that struck (laughs) me as like Ugh, that's not something about that's not right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> come come on, old, robot spiders creep me out. Yeah, they yeah. I don't like those things. They give me that. that I mean, that's an amazing sequence. Oh, though. my God. I, just to get yeah. into it. That was one of the things I was going to bring up. It was like that whole apartment sequence when Spielberg shoots it like down. So we're going through the apartments and, and going over everything. And it's so tense again. And like, how's Tom Cruise going to get out of this? And it's like one of those things where you think he's got it. And then, mm-hmm. oh, no, a bubble. And then the spiders yeah. come back. And uh, I was like, this is such a like wonderfully put together. I think it's probably the best sequence in the whole movie. And there's some really good sequence like set pieces, but that sequence is just so good that no, one's so cool too because yeah. just like
3: the technical side of it just right like it's all shot from above going over all the rooms you know what we also saw another movie do that this year obviously you know john wick for a five star yes. you know, yes. film yes
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, very very D- similar D- to that
1: dueling right. guns so yes <laughs> um, <laughs> also exploding guns because that that whole fire thing when you shoot oh, you yeah. with the fire bullets and everyone just burst into flames is very cool <laughs> <But>
2: yeah <laughs> it's, it's <pretty> <laughs>
3: You, it's funny you said you were you, you started talking about how they were holding the thing up i oh, thought you were going to talk about just how you know them just invading all their privacy
1: that's the money you know, this, this point. being
3: like a post 9 11 movie you know kind of like it's just like it
1: was made before 9 11 which blows my mind like yeah
3: right but in that all that like them just like going in there doesn't matter they got to get what they need to get you're going to give up this no matter what it doesn't matter and they're all just like used to it like the people fighting the people having sex and all the people and they just like let them come in and they're like okay scan my eyes and then they go back to fighting and they go back to the little
1: kid who says i don't like it mother's like you have to do it like no it's an amazing sequence and because it's kind of there's a sequence before when they're first running after john and it's they're all on the jet packs and they're kind of flying through people's apartments it's kind of this re it's almost a reaffirmation that no one in this, this society has any privacy even john's um drug use is kind of very well known and which mm-hmm. colin fowler just keep constantly throwing at people Well, he is a drug addict and yeah. it's this kind of everything all the actions kind of shows is that no one living with frequent pre-crime I cannot speak today um they have no privacy there is no allowment of any kind of almost even bad thought if you have the wrong bad thought in the wrong way like the cannibal cop you will mm-hmm. suddenly find yourself in a halo which I love how that's not fully explained it kind of explains it but not really but it is Tim Blake Nelson like giving a performance with a capital P but um yeah <laughs> he's going work. for it he, <laughs> oh, he is absolutely going for it. <laughs> but yeah,
3: That's kind of like, uh, I, are you saying you don't know exactly how the halo works itself?
1: Yeah, it doesn't, it, there's no, like, they explain everything so well and yeah. they put you in a halo and then it kind of just leaves you to go, oh, you're just in another world, which is, I guess, why the conspiracy, oh, it's not a conspiracy theory, the theory that John's always been in the halo and the ending is him in the halo. Right, so right, yeah. Because you were living your best life. But I guess if he was living his best life, his, 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 he would never have lost his son.
0: Hmm. Oh, yeah. True. I don't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. What were you going to say? I was kind of. Oh, I was kind of curious about this. I mean, I'm sorry. We're jumping all over the place, but mm-hmm. I this is kind of jumping ahead too. But I've heard this theory floated now, and I'm like back and forth on it. That a lot of people think that the movie post the part where Tom Cruise gets captured is all like in his uh, imagination or yeah. a dream or whatever because he's put into that that pod, the, mm-hmm. you know, thing, and like people think that it all everything post that part of him getting captured is all just like the fantasy of what happens because it does end up very like him saving the nice. day and happy yeah and, like they're all the, the day the cogs, pre-cogs are out and back with his wife and... the mm-hmm. wife is pregnant yeah. again the yeah the precogs are there. it's like very wrapped up very nicely but i'm an optimist i feel like i won't imagine it really does happen <laughs> like um but i see people are getting it because it does seem like the minute that he gets captured it turns the other you know kind of turns and like I could see where they're coming from, but I still like to believe that it actually happens (laughs) because I like to believe the happy ending happens.
1: Yeah. yeah, And the filmmaking doesn't necessarily change all that much. It just gets wrapped up in a nice bow, but Steven Spielberg has always had that thing of sentimentality. Um, The next movie, he doesn't have any of that, but yeah. um, This is still in that kind of, Oh, everything's going to be okay. And the fact that the movie makes you realize these precogs are kind of slaves to this system that they've created, I think is a really smart, 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 way, especially with my favorite scene, which is the Laura Smith scene. I think she is incredible. Oh. She almost speaks in like meter, like in poetry. Like she's almost, <laughs> she's not rhyming anything, but the way she's speaking sounds poetic. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Her voice is
3: going up and down. And, her voice is, yeah. yeah it's very mm-hmm.
1: lilting and she's, but she's like, everything she's saying is very cutting, Like, this is a woman who's realized that all her life decisions have been wrong and now she's kind of having to live with the guilt of it all. She goes, no, they were children born of this drug and we realized that these are the survivors, but they had a gift and now the government's using that gift and they have no free will. Um, So no one else has free will. Um, No, I I love her so much. I mean, she is so good. Just, yeah, the way she kisses Cruz is so sweet. Like, she's just, ah, I love her so much in this movie. That one scene is just...
2: Chef's
0: skips per- perfect. It is, it is she, a good scene. She, she yeah, uses her good. time very well.
1: Yeah, she does.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah she she kind of she... creeps me out in that scene. Like, yes! you know, it's got a real. Uh, it's just, it's, it, that scene is very, like, weirdly off kilter. The way I think of her, her performance makes it, like, just feel weird and menacing. And then the scene later on when he's getting new, Tom Cruise getting new eyeballs from. Oh, uh,
1: Stomair!
0: Peter Stormer, if you want a scary weirdo, call Peter Stormer, because that's like shorthand for like, this guy's a weird creep, because and then like, you feel very uneasy. I'm like, I do not trust this man to do anything, let alone give me
2: hey, eye replacement
0: eyeballs. surgery. <laughs> like, uh yeah. that seems so weird. I always thought that scene, I remember when I first saw it. whenever that was, I, it felt like it was almost a borderline horror Movie at that point. Like it became so unsettling and you're so uncomfortable. Like he's putting his life in this man's hands. And it's like this guy does not seem trustworthy at all, especially when he tells Tom Cruise, I think he's the one that put him away at some point. He got it. Just as he's going under.
2: Just as he's going under. That
0: that setup, right. (laughs) The way that that sequence just plays out is like
3: basically perfect, you know, like in the way it's set up and it's doing it's it's giving you a little hint here and hint there. Like the way it's building that tension is just like. I mean, it's like ah, it doesn't get much better than that, really. Like you're saying, because it turns <laughs> into like, oh, because then they drugged him, right? So like, he's finding this stuff out as he's like going under, and you know, going up and not do anything. And he's like, yeah, it's it's like amazing. Oh, doesn't well. he say and then even at the- one
1: point oh. he like put a live, he sewed a live cat into someone, like because he was a surgeon who was really dodging? <laughs> he does say and, that. I know. I'm just like, what is wrong with? And then he goes, yeah, because I set them on fire. And he goes, yeah, that was a performance piece. And you're like oh my god it's like he, he's the worst person in the yeah you're right it turns into a horror movie
0: and i mean even the little follow-up when tom cruise wakes up and finds the disgusting food all yeah. I, was gonna, I was just gonna say I'm sorry that yeah i nice like he's like well i'm still gonna give him good but
3: also bad just you know
0: <laughs> he
2: just doesn't I, take I, out he he the moldy the right food one. oh another thing
0: i wondered about i'm like was that even intentional or was that just carelessness to like like, do you think he really thought, I'll leave a moldy sandwich and a good sandwich and like, all oh, just let him see what he gets. Like, do you think that was an intentional move or it was just like, we had old shit and there were put some new shit in. I, we didn't think about it. I have always, I really have thought about that. I'm like, if they're fucking with him or if it's just an accident. Uh, <laughs> like, I, think I don't know. Both. I, really don't.
1: I honestly think it just right. could be both. Like, this is a guy who's thrown a cat into a person. So yeah, he would probably leave a moldy sandwich. At the same time, <laughs> the fact that he puts the new sandwich and milk in there, it's just like- yeah, I think I, when I was watching it, I was like, "Yeah, this is actually Steven's most goopiest movie." There's something about it that with the the plants with Lois Smith and this scene, it's just like, Ugh.
0: <laughs> It's got some gross stuff yeah. for for Spielberg. I was like, "It's kind of nasty for it." So. Yeah, it is. It
3: is pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah, I know. I wish I like. It makes you want like a full on, you know, horror or something or like you know, but whatever.
1: No, um, so he's, ho- he's done pretty close to horror. I mean, I mean, Jurassic Yeah, Park I know, is more Jaws. Is horror, Jaws. Yeah. Jurassic, Jurassic
3: arc, Park. You know. Even War of the Worlds pretty, is a horror yeah. movie, too.
1: Oh, absolutely.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh,
0: I, 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 <coughs> I guess, know you, you know, I like a, yeah, right. Full on. Like suspenseful
3: suspenseful, like w- yeah, like just all out. Oh, no, no question doing- about it. You're not going to like question, oh, is this something else? You know, something. Yeah.
1: To- <laughs> imagine Steven uh-huh. Spielberg making a straight up slasher movie, just with the way that man moves the camera. Right. Oh, that would be amazing. Just the blocking alone.
0: Oh, maybe Mm. you can do Scream 7. Yes. (laughs) Somebody (laughs) had tweeted a a tweet, and it was like one of those accounts that's like a blue checkmark bullshit account. And it was like, which of these guys should direct Scream 7? It was like Spielberg, Tarantino, Paul Thomas Anderson. I was like, do you think any of these guys are going to direct Scream 7?
1: No, <laughs> like, because Christopher Landon, and I don't even know if Scream 7 is actually happening at the moment because of
0: Oh, I know. That's the other everything. part. A mess. But I feel I sorry laughed. for Chris Landon.
1: Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I all these big time directors should have lined you Scream 7. But if people are doing a slasher movie, it would be uh, something else. I mean, it would just be like I would love to see it, though. He could probably knock that out in, like, yeah. two weeks for, like, he a can... very little amount of money.
1: Yeah, just in his backyard. Like, have his... yeah. yeah there's multiple children being standards um no it's yes. <laughs> no just because he is like i still remember the, the documentary when he's on the set of uh british spies greatest movie of all time um and he's just moving the camera he's not even looking he's just yeah move it a little bit to the left and i'm just like no one else can do that no one everyone has to be behind the camera see if they focus blah 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 and he's like yeah just move it that way it's not oh a,
3: yeah it's no like, man like i've been going you, you know i you all see I, I go through all those behind the scenes yeah. features all the time and like that every single one of them he's doing stuff like that and it's just it's ridiculous you know because it's just like do this do this do this and he's just like he just knows it all like without like he said he doesn't even have to see he just already knows it's like all in his mind and it's yeah. just i can't imagine what that must be like to just be able to know
1: exactly how to everything
3: like, Pull without having to do anything
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah and this has got some really complicated shots i mean The way that they're walking around the plants in the greenhouse, because all the plants are like genetically engineered, so they always feel like alien. That apartment scene with the spiders, Cruz in the bathtub, and then you have the multiple chase scenes. They are are like the one where he's going through the car plant is so... Oh my God, I love
0: that (laughs) sequence. Yeah, I mean, you've got Colin Farrell
1: jumping up and down. I mean, just some of the... I mean, a lot of it's not exactly done in sort of one shot, but you have to kind of know exact angle to have. And Steven Spielberg is a quick shooter i mean it's not bridley scott quick but he's still a very okay i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it quick right. um not like Ridley scott who goes yeah i'm just gonna make oh yeah yeah stanley kubrick wanted to make a nine-part napoleon movie um yeah i'm just gonna do one and make it two and a half hours yeah fuck it um so...
0: <laughs> supposedly a four-hour cut is coming down the road They'll that's what this movie 20. was it was
1: just make me to go yeah i'm gonna watch the the <laughs> justice league version of freaking napoleon it, it, i'm it's cool. gonna
0: happen <laughs> Speaking yeah. of what
3: well, I think I feel like didn't Spielberg say that they're doing that Stanley Kubrick Napoleon for like HBO or something, or um, they're like doing oh, a miniseries. Oh,
1: I, I didn't the, hear that. that I, like, I didn't I hear that. that. Yeah.
3: I don't know. I feel like I saw that. So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. It, yeah. He it shoots fast. Also, like, that's another thing that like, we, we always do this. I feel like every time we end up talking about Spielberg or something is like, he's like the most underrated superstar director in the world, which is the dumbest thing to say, right? Like, but he's still like <laughs> how well he uh-huh. shoots like action, you know, like you see everything, you know, everything's going on in all those hover pack scenes and the plant, like you're never questioning any of it. Right. And it no. all looks great. Like, but it's like, that's, that's the thing is we're just so used to it. Like no one even cares. It's just like, Oh, who cares? Steven's of course it's great. Whatever. And we just move on. And it's like, well, <laughs> dude it's it's perfect because he's perfect but it's it's just crazy yeah like i mean that that hover scene is awesome like whenever they're fighting and he's like you know with his friend and they're flying through all the apartments like you said earlier and even in that you know they have a little fist fight up on top of the car him and colin farrell it's like i don't know man
0: good movie right (laughs) gotta be kind of a curse to be like amazing at something yeah and then people are only impressed when it's like completely spectacular mm-hmm. it's like yeah. michael jordan playing basketball after a while i was like oh he got 30 points every game great if you tell me when he gets 50 you know it's like exactly. <laughs> like that'll be a news article it's like being consistently great it's, it, and it's like well what again when mm-hmm. you're like really spectacular people like oh yeah they're great yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like i'm sure he's fine he's got tons of money tons <laughs> right of money. yeah oh, no, yeah. yeah he doesn't need any defending at all he doesn't I'm, need anybody shape or form we all just look at it and go oh yeah it's like Spielberg made another good movie it's like oh yeah like yeah. the sun came up again like we, it's like you just expect <laughs> right. him to these things <laughs> okay. to happen like um so i i feel yeah. like we talked about it probably in the Spielberg marathon episode i feel like he's gotten more love in the past few years um yes yeah. there's
1: still no one goes to see his movies like *Fablemans*. Right. and um, They still don't do well. They still don't do well, but I think he's one of those directors, Uh, kind of like Marty, though, even though Hills of the Flower Moon apparently didn't do well. She was like, oh, no one wants to go see a a a three-and-a-half-hour movie, yet it's one of his biggest openings. So it was like, um, but it's still one of his biggest openings. You do realize Marty Scorsese's movies have never been fine, compared to what he spends to make on a movie, compared to what they actually make, they have never been... He's never made a big budget hit. Even I think Taxi yeah. Driver was small at the time. It just won palm, it won the Palm Dior and kind of became a cult kind of thing. That's what he's done. It's just his movies now need to be $200 dollars million, million to make. So you have to have Apple and Paramount going to get in together. Go okay? fine, we'll pay Le- uh, Leo's and Dinero's wage so you can make Kills of the Flower Moon um, and have it specifically period accurate to the way you want it to be because um, historically yeah. it's like, oh, it's all on the uh, on the those two guys. I'm like, no, no, no. Getting cars in that period of time is expensive. Recreating 1920 is very, very expensive. Um, and But Spielberg, kind of the same thing. But when you sort of watch some of those shots and you're like, how did exactly did he do that? I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is still 2002. I think this time around, for some reason, I noticed some of the wonkiness of the computer-generated sequences, which is yeah. fine. But when it comes to Spielberg, I'm like, hang on, this is a man who made uh, Jurassic Park in 1993. But then I'm like, oh no, he was blending the two things. I mean, it was a revolutionary movie in terms of effects, but he was still blending the. There was still a, they still built two giant T-Rexes, um, mm-hmm. to to make that to make the movie. So I think this is so. There's a few of the wonkinesses, but when those guys are flying around the jetpack and they don't have control of what they're doing, I think is kind of amazing because it feels very realistic to what actually driving mm-hmm. a jetpack would actually be like. That you don't actually have fully control of what you're doing. You're just hoping that you don't die,
3: like the very beginning of The Rocketeer when he first is learning. Yes, trying <laughs> <how, laughs> to control, flying into the barn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, I, sorry, that's going kind of backward to what you were saying, though. I think uh, I'm like in terms of box office or like people not going to see their movies. Spielberg, unfortunately, has had the his last couple movies were covid movies basically you know like yes yeah. was still like no one was going anywhere yet everything was still pretty done you know closed and then what west side story same thing right like yeah it was in the, uh, so he hasn't even had a chance to not that I, I they're also not movies they're not what quote unquote like four quadrant movies or whatever you know like this is true so that's the other thing they're making movies they want to make they're not making movies for everyone so everyone's not going to go see them which is fine because like you said they they're fine <laughs> you know it doesn't it sucks because you want them to be able to make them and I, it's so weird I, that sometimes they still can't even considering who they are they still have to like work to make their movies sometimes you know it's kind of weird but
1: that's always weird to me it's like every single movie that's martin scorsese sorry i've still got scorsese in the brain has to make he's had to kind of almost, I like
3: bros man it's cool
1: yeah it's like you just have to like <laughs> trick someone into giving him lots and lots of money and like for the Irishman, it was Netflix. For Apple, it was right. Killers of the Flower Moon, and he constantly has to do that. I mean, just he he doesn't have a consistent studio because he's constantly going, yeah, yeah, give me all this money, and then they realize it's not fin- um, financially viable, and but then I get still get Killers of the Flower Moon and the Irishman, so right. I'm not complaining.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like I, and Matt, yeah, I think have you really watched West Story yet?
1: <laughs> yes, uh, I have not.
0: It's one of the three Spielberg's <laughs> I haven't seen. <laughs> It's Hard. it's West End Story, BFG, uh uh oh my god. Don't, don't, <laughs> Amistad, you know, Amistad. That was the other one. That's only not, three. I don't I, yeah, I don't want to be
2: of, none of those movie. You're movies.
0: fine. <laughs> you're fine, but you're
3: fine. I don't want to say that because you know I love them. You know, you should still see them, but
0: oh I still I trust me. At this point I'll finish off the filmography but it's almost at this point too I kind of want to like you know. Kind of keep it going for a while. I want to have another Spielberg I haven't seen to watch, even though they're not like ones I'm Yeah, that you know, would be cool. On,
3: right, those are, I was going to say, who, you're not even going to do an episode on Amistad? No, like, oh, like, oh, oh, that's I fine. If you do, a... but
0: <laughs> <laughs> Still got some Scorsese. Yeah, you should I, do I a BFG Amistad uh, double feature. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that point, I'd probably just throw Westhead Story and finish up with a triple and be like, I got, I'm done now. But uh Luckily, he's still making stuff. I think, is he doing Bullet next? His Bullet If happening? He has
1: been talking Bullet, yeah.
3: Yeah, I think that's still on the
0: books. On that's the books, nice. what am I?
2: <laughs> You're
1: in <his laughs> <accountant>,
0: the right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's still uh, scheduled in there. You know, that's yeah. still, I still got, got a few. I don't have to press about this. A few Scorsese's to see. I get sad when I finish up a director's filmography, and it's like, yeah. especially if I know they're not going to make any more. Luckily, Spielberg and Scorsese is still working for the time being. But like mm-hmm. Carpenter is pretty much retired from making Done. movies. And I finished up Carpenter's filmography, and then I was kind of like, well, now I'm sad. Like I don't know what to do. You know, yeah. like I almost want to leave those little. Kind of breadcrumbs at the end. Like, I, you know, like leave a movie or two just to, you know, who knows. But, um, but yeah, Spielberg, back to the whole Scorsese Spielberg thing, it's like Spielberg's had the opposite effect than Scorsese. It's like Scorsese, I felt like, started making money on those movies like in the 2000s. Yes. Feel like, yeah. like, Departed was a big hit. Um, I think Shutter Island did really well. It did, yeah. Um, like stuff like that. Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, I think, did really well. Right. Um, like the opposite, Spielberg's gone like the opposite way. It's like since like the 2010s, I feel like, He's had some a misses. Sounds bad, but it's like mm-hmm. I mean stuff like they didn't blow up like the BFG or the Post. Um, and definitely, West Side Story was a like a real like yeah, COVID movie. And um, and I, I these streaming services, I think it's so stupid they give all this money out. But I love they gave it to guys like Spielberg and Scorsese. <laughs> like Scorsese yeah. going Netflix going give me two hundred million. They're like, there you go. And he says, thank you. Go to Apple, give me two hundred million. <laughs> like and he may have he may have gotten all he'll get out of them or he maybe they'll give him like a budget but it won't be 200 million again because uh mm-hmm. i think the streaming service started to learn like oh no we we're hemorrhaging money <laughs> we can't keep giving all this money out uh and we're not making it back in any way um that's people are like oh killers of flower moons like a disappointment but it's like it was just made for apple like the fact they released it in to a theater is almost like to them i think like bonus money i'm not sure was always the plan to put it in a theater but like apple's got more money too than you know anybody else so they're probably right. fine but um yeah i don't know i i worry that like yeah these guys like i mean francis or coppola right now currently self-financed the movie because no one give him money like yes. francis Ford coppola, director of the godfather uh, i'm
1: <laughs> so excited yes
0: <laughs> i am too i just think it's crazy yeah. so that like I, I know it's been forever but he couldn't get money from anybody so to go self-finance it so you know it's just it's which kind is of kind act. of the same
3: like spielberg's tied to his you know he's got his studio connection stuff you know and emily yeah. and all that so obviously he can if he needed to he could do the same right like he's got money he can if he needs to make a movie he's going to make a movie right if he doesn't get
1: well he's a producer in half but, of what hollywood's right. input. so yeah he's fine like yeah, he's
3: definitely fine money wise, yeah
1: yeah like it's, it's kind of weird that my least favorite movie of the year. sorry i, I i'm just not a transformers girl and then producer steven spielberg i'm like oh yeah like yeah. he's gotten all the transformers money which would have been a lot of money
0: yeah <laughs> his his name's on a lot of stuff as producer i've noticed over the years so uh well he, yeah he's uh, an executive producer on like a billion movies probably yeah. don't, <laughs> call me, don't call me on that but you know it's too. Cool, <laughs> it may be high nope. but it's kind of close No, <laughs> give or um, take yeah but yeah uh, i mean it's yeah. Oh, sorry, oh sorry, James. Go ahead. I had I no transition there. So you just keep talking. No, me
3: and, me and Matt do this all the time. We, we start talking over each other. It's just constant. What were we going to say? It's our, you, our perfect co
0: host. Yes. <laughs> just, People I, love uh, when we talk. talk over each other. They love it. They love it. Uh, it's like a Robert Altman movie. Uh, <laughs> it's just everybody talking at once. Um, he's the one that does that, right? Anyway. Uh, yes. So- <laughs> Back Minority Report. I guess I'll get back to what we were talking actually. About. Steven Spielberg oh, what?
1: heavily influenced by Robert Altman. He has said this multiple times that he loved the overlapping kind of thing. So he put that into a lot of his earlier movies. So yes, it fits. Okay.
3: okay. Yeah, you <laughs> can. I, I was going to say put it into his early movies. Then it, it's obviously kind of dropped off. Yeah, you know, it has. Uh, yeah, like you, you can see it in Jaws and uh, basic like Coast Counters, like <laughs> stuff like that. But um, yeah, not anymore really. But I, 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 maybe I, I, that's something I have to look for. Uh, actually no <laughs> okay, okay,
2: okay,
1: War of the Worlds has it because of right. Rachel um Dakota Fanning's character she does that a lot she's in her own well we'll get into it but yeah she's in her own movie yeah, yeah, which yeah. I kind of like yeah. I know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I was going
3: to say it's funny you picked I just was thinking about it. you. you picked Total Recall uh you know in Verhoeven for your trailer but like this also has all those like Robocop or Verhoeven things like with the ads and stuff that pop up, you know, in, oh, in Minority yeah. Report, like which you know, like the one that's like vote yes on you know national precrime, blah blah blah, you know. So that reminds me. That's just another connection. See, look, I'm helping you out, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I appreciate it. Your oh, trailer fits been. even better. Yeah.
3: But I, the, the, those, I I, I yeah. like how those ads, you know, because earlier Lindsay was saying, you know, about them having all their, the, you know, the parent or how we were when we were talking about them getting scanned and stuff and like how you know there's these eye scanners everywhere right they're scanning them constantly they're getting their own ads and when he walks into the store you know there's that one when he's got the new eyes so all this like no freedom everything's just out there no no one has any space um Mm -hmm. that actually hit uh, me
1: more like watching that scene you're like oh yeah they got that but right like the whole thing is that yeah. Steven Spielberg was very concerned about how was the near future actually going to look and with the especially with the ads that's like you're like oh yeah they were always going to do that once they found a way to specifically target right. us I mean it's not our it's eyeballs, like 100% but, spot on but it's 100% space, phones, spot on you know, I mean like... I you can look at my computer and I'm just like hey you looked at bags here's some other bags <laughs> right. and it's like my yeah or you looked at um Uh, Japan. Hey, look at all this other uh, Japanese stuff. It's Mm -hmm. it's very thing of like, oh, we want to know exactly what you've bought. So once we know everything about you, we can sell to you. But then the next step is, once we know everything about you, and that's why it's kind of the most amazing um post 9 even though it was made beforehand but it's the most amazing post 11 9 11 movie is because of the patriot act how mm. i mean i think people definitely push back on the hey we actually want on privacy we we kind <laughs> of this is a thing we want um again being pushed back against at, at the moment especially in the states um but it's kind of this thing of yeah privacy versus uh public morality and i think because it's always such a prescient thing in society that never goes away. That just kind of seems more and more relevant. But when he's like getting, hey, did you like your khakis? And he's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is exactly, um, (laughs) this is too close. Though I do love the fact when he's like trying to find clothes for um, Samantha Morton and he's like the woman who's turned around and he's putting the clothes on her back to see if it's kind of like the woman.
0: It's I'm glad you brought up the whole ad thing because it's it's so funny when you get away from these movies and have some distance and then time passes and stuff just hits differently. Like that's kind of like, oh, that's the future and doesn't too. And then like it's it's they're so close. Like they are I'm like, man, they were right. so close on the technology, but like even more we have devices on our own that just, you know, send the ads right to us. Cause that would be a lot mm-hmm. to have the thing yelling at you, like, Mr. Mr. Anderson, Mr. Andrews. like, but it's yelling at, like, 20 people, you know what I mean? Right, so they right. found yeah. a better way to directly get us the ads, but they get us, like, and it's so... I know we all probably have this, where it's, like, you feel like you think of something or say something, and, like, your phone suddenly starts giving you ads for yeah. it. Like, I swear, I just... I, the other day, I was, like, searching mm. for, like, it's... <laughs>
3: it's like, got to be when you say it for no like there's no question me and my wife every time it <laughs> always happens we'll be talking about something and then immediately it's yeah. on our phone like on instagram yeah. it's scrolling you see exactly what you just said it it it's crazy
0: my girlfriend wanted these like this this stanley cup like those like the not the hockey trophy <laughs> like the stanley brand <laughs> cups and like we were just She's talking gonna to... about it I know. It's to to play that. some hockey. <laughs> 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 like we got to go join a team, but no, those like Stanley, the drink, the cups—they're very fancy right now. They're very in. But she was talking about wanting one of those, and we were just talking about it. And The next day, never see an ad for this before in my life. Um, I didn't search for it yet. It was on my phone for it was like something I looked through. I was like, "What the? F-? Like, what is going on?" So I was like, "It's Minority Report. It's happening. <laughs> like, they're targeting us." And uh, I mean, just even all the swiping technology is yes. like. And we have more VR now and we have just like iPads and people were swiping on there, right. like there's a lot of swipe. But it's so they're so close on some of the stuff. It's just like it's more it's like less spectacular and kind of more dialed in than they have in the movie. But but I was right. impressed. It's not right nearly now.
3: as cool as what it is. You know, yes. unfortunately <laughs> exactly. it's not it's
0: as not cool. as cinematic. It's not as cinematic. But uh and yes, I mean, and it's,
1: yeah. There had to be a point where everyone just sort of went, Oh, you can have this in your eye, and then everything's just gonna be easier and everyone bought into it, but yeah we're just like, that's a weird thing. But yeah, we all bought into having a phone and like all these people like, yeah, the, the um, vaccines are just like tracking devices. I'm like, dude, we all have phones. (laughs) Like they don't need to do that. (laughs) I have a tracking device right here. This knows my, this listens to me when I speak, it knows everything about me and they don't need to do anything else. We've already, we've already made a decision that we're okay with this. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite, like, yeah. conspiracy people things is like always like people who are like trying <laughs> to say stuff like that i'm always like dude if you really are worried about any of that you you, there, you know there's like literally nothing you can do right what you have to do is off the grid 100 literally go live in a cave. like i mean that's yeah. it and even then like you, you, someone's so gonna find you. like i mean you're you're, you're done like cash, if you think like you, you can win like... somehow you can't which is sad right in a way obviously that's horrible but i mean it's uh the truth
2: yeah <laughs> i'm sorry yes <laughs>
0: yeah that's just how it is yeah that we've is all it like willing there's so many privacy agreements I don't even read on my phone, or like just agreements of yeah. things where I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. Like I swipe through like 15 yeah. paragraphs. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I might just signed away my kidney, but it's fine. Uh, it's like, yeah, who cares? Just, it
3: yeah, is so whatever. weird, though. I mean, like, I keep thinking, you know, like you keep saying too, like this was filmed, you know, a few months before 9 11, but how much it, had still with it, you know, like that freedom act.
1: Well, yeah. It. I mean, this it's is kind of
3: right before it, it,
1: it just comes in at different yeah, forms. Like, I mean, in the 1950s, it was the communist witch gear. So everyone had to know yeah. everything about everyone to see if they were whatever to say, well, I do you have communist leanings because you might be queer, you might be this, you might be that. Well, obviously, you're a communist. And then after 9 11, it was something else. And we're going through this whole cycle again with a whole bunch of other things that are happening that are irrelevant. And it's just the same thing. It's, should we actually get to know what's happening in your head? And if so, I mean, especially with James's trailer, but there's a kind of a gray area of planning something online, which is a public space versus thinking about something in your head and never letting anyone know. And I think people kind of forget that the internet is a very public space and you think you're putting out a persona of yourself, but yourself is always going to creep through. Um, and that is kind of the thing, which is, I love about John's kind of thing when he's going through the movie, he's all for it because he lost his son. That is never answered. Like every single time he finds all the pictures on the bed, I'm like, really? A serial child killer is going to keep all the evidence just on one place on a random hotel hotel bed? That seems like the weirdest thing Ever.
3: An orgy of evidence. An orgy, orgy of, of evidence. evidence.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then you realize, oh, no way. Of course, it's a setup. That makes much more sense than what is actually happening here because, yeah, that's people might like be obvious about that... their actions, but that is just like, come on, guys. <laughs>
3: yeah. I feel like, isn't that kind of like the first time Colin farrell gives a hint that he's maybe not, you know, he's actually yeah. going to be okay? Because he's like, hang on
1: a minute. I, yeah. Have I
3: seen this? Zero. You know, like he's ne- that that's not something that happens. Um, mm-hmm uh have, have either of y'all well i don't
0: matt i don't know are you a reader have either of y'all read you read, know I, I can't read james please uh t-
1: <laughs> no, I, just I, I don't know i've been I know
0: making it the whole you. time <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, like, yes i have i have read the original I never story learned to yeah. read. <laughs> i never learned, I never to, learned read. to
0: read i make my phone read tweets out loud to me <laughs> you know what i've meant <laughs> yeah i know i, <laughs> I know. just didn't know That's my you, go-to you joke like, for some reason about like you know i can't read or write like i don't know why it's my favorite thing oh i try I want to be a reader. I really want to be a reader, but it's like, it's to me, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm a fast reader or a slow reader. I feel like I'm in the middle. Probably. I think I used to be faster when I was younger. Yeah. Um, I feel, I feel like it's very time consuming <laughs> and like, I mean, I guess in a way it's almost nice. Cause like when I read, I would like put my phone down and like an hour would pass and I would have no idea how long it's been. since I started reading. Um, mm-hmm. I have all these books that I bought with the intent to read, but I. There's just so many other things to compete for my time. And I, this is a weird thing. I This is not weird, probably, but I find it very isolating, like almost in a bad way. Like, okay. this, I, I'm probably sharing too much. Like, I find no, it to be like a sure. very, like, lonely. <laughs> for me, for okay. me, it's like, it's it makes me kind of like, I, <laughs> this is, I'm sharing too much. Like, I'm not trying to say anybody towards reading is like lonely, but I'm saying like, for me, it's like a weirdly... Like, cause I have to isolate myself to focus well, on reading. So yeah. I, so I have to like, you know, close. I don't know why I decided to share I all get this, so but I don't know
3: when I read.
0: No, I just, I guess I, I guess I am like a, uh, Oh my God. What's uh, not introvert extrovert at heart. Like I always think I'm kind of like both, but I think I'm more extroverted because it's such an introverted activity that I feel like I need to be, I don't know, around people or something, or like, do we, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Oh,
1: no, I I, can't. I, I, I get yeah. that. Because what you've said is what I love about reading: The fact that you can just isolate yourself and that yeah. you can be completely alone. And a book is like a thing of like a don't talk to me when you're outside. Like if you're on a train and catching public Girl. transport, you got a book. It's a very specific sign of... I'm not. <laughs> the,
0: the walls movie, are up. Don't speak to
1: me. Don't speak. Don't speak to me. Yeah. You
3: would think it should be.
1: It should be. It, it doesn't be. always work. Even with headphones and a book. Someone was going to try to conversation. I'm like, I'm on a train. I'm not Neither. speaking. <laughs> I'm on a train. The ultimate, like,
0: leave me alone.
1: That's <laughs> the ultimate leave me alone. But that's kind of what I love um about it. Like I've a lot of people because I listen to a lot of podcasts, obviously, and goes, yo, you should like audio books then. And I know that's getting a resurgence. And I think it's great because it's just another way of people experiencing a book without having to isolate themselves completely and it's not as time consuming and all that kind of thing and i'm like yeah but i kind of like the leave me alone sign it has like i love not knowing i like the fact that it makes me like this is why i go like in the movies is because it makes me put my phone away a book i can put my phone away and not uh, it doesn't always work now um because i'm addicted to the goddamn thing but yeah that's kind of where i am with it yeah but yes i have yeah, read I, the short story
0: okay. <laughs> so i'm sorry james like i and feel matt, like you know, that sometimes we were like you share a lot you're like i don't know why i said all that i feel like I, i'm like I, I don't know why i feel about and matt reading, is but... one
1: of my favorite people because he's got a thing he's a very private person but then sometimes he'll just reveal something and you just look at him and go wait what
0: oh you were shit. married what? you were married
1: <laughs> you were married that's what i was exactly <laughs> I thinking of. one um That's and you realize how many course. lives you've actually lived <laughs> it's it's yeah. um yeah but matt is usually a very private person so he's not always like going oh this and it's like six months of like two years down the, the line you thing, find this out yeah
0: <laughs> the funny thing is i don't feel like a private person i was just talking to a uh a friend of mine it's so it's a random story but we go to get our hair cut with the same person at the same barbershop and somehow it came up that like i know him like he just started going recently and the lady who cuts the hair was like Oh, Matt, he's so private. I, he never, I'm like, I feel like I talk all the time. What are you talking? So now I'm like, am I not sharing at all? I feel like I share a lot. I don't know. I'm like, maybe I'm more private than I realized, but this is just surprising for me to hear is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just surprised. I don't oh, know. Just start sharing more. I share a <laughs> oh, you s- don't have to. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's the whole thing
1: caring. with minority put Sharing, sharing I is I thought I was caring. an open
0: book i thought i was an open book i don't know no you've
1: got all these pre <laughs> crimes happening around you matt you've got these thought crimes going in your head
0: <laughs> just, waiting I just like, to slowly start. give out information about my life to keep you guys intrigued <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> which is why stories of young matt always intrigue me because it's just like this you not even i always see you suggest a smaller version of yourself not even younger just following your <laughs> mother beard, around the house beard, drinking yeah. like drinking like high sugar um, like syrupy thingies um asking your mother accurate. about
0: <laughs> a lot of high c in my yes. house a lot of high c juice boxes being yes. drunk uh uh yeah i it's just yeah i've hit you a smaller version of me the same mm-hmm. haircut no beard yeah uh still had glasses <laughs> just shrunk down yeah bothering yeah. people uh bothering about people take me to go see oh. face off mother <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I've taken this podcast so far off the rails. <laughs> so
1: well, no, it's all in theme. Cause because the minority port is free will versus no will and privacy versus no privacy. That is the deciding you it is your private thoughts now, your public. And I think even though the internet was around, it kind of gets the internet where we are now, which I think is very rare for a lot of um past future movies like say Demolition Man where you're just looking at this thing going, <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we're ever gonna get to that stage. We might maybe in the in the sewers with uh Dennis Leary, that might be our future <laughs> that very <might> soon <laughs> eating
0: like this? burgers made of rats. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> the whole Taco Bell war? No, I don't think Taco Bell's winning.
0: <laughs> That'd be fun actually. That'd be yeah. fun that <laughs> Yeah, <of
1: course>. <laughs> <laughs> So <sighs> yeah, there. Um anything else you want to say about minority port before we move on
3: uh i was just gonna matt did uh, you did you ever say if you actually read the book or not or oh, the yes. short, short?
0: i was gonna see what you thought of it if you did if no didn't. i realized i did not say that also i want to be perfectly clear i was not trying to insult anyone that loves to read it's just not my thing. <laughs> i just want to make oh no was i was not I, slamming the entire hobby of reading just i'm no, weird yeah. just that's all it is no i have not read the story i can't think okay. of anything else to say about the movie uh I mean, you guys said a bunch of stuff that I was already, like, the whole, like, how it feels like it's post 9-11, but it, I mean, it came out post 9-11, but it, you know, it's kind of half and right. half, and it really wasn't. Um, it's just a really yeah, good mix it, of, I, yeah. yeah, oh, go ahead, sorry.
3: <laughs> no, I was just going to say how it came out post 9-11, but it was filmed yeah, before. That, yeah, yeah, like, so weird how it does people feel have these like, other
0: ideas when they see it that they wouldn't <laughs> have had. Exactly, yes, yes, like Halloween Kills and the whole <laughs> that whole uh riot scene that they were like they were like this was influenced by uh january 6th and it was like no you guys filmed this before the yeah. <laughs> um yeah, but uh yeah minor reports like a really good just mix of exciting action great set pieces uh it's it, but also has a lot going on like you know it's got a lot of ideas like which sometimes blockbusters don't have um and i feel bad in so much about tom cruise but he's really he is really good in this um especially I think- with the whole like yeah. Being tortured by the death of a son thing. And you know, like I think he's he, it is funny. They do the trope of like dad watches home video footage of kid, where I feel like it's like a big trope in like a lot of movies, but there's a little different because it's in the future. So it's like a future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you I love how the kids like a little card thing, you know. So yeah, it's and the different. kids like, it's watch like, me run, dad. And I'm like, You're really trying to make him proud of you because this is Tom Cruise. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> oh, how good I can funny. run. He's like, Yes um but that's i yeah it's just it's a really good movie that's my well i i
3: I think that yes it it might be tropey or whatever to have that you know the son you know his dad what but i think tom cruise you know underrated as i say again that's i gotta stop using that word now i'm like overusing (laughs) underrated overusing underrated uh well like i feel like you feel it like he displays oh, yeah. it well you know like you know i when made he's a joke video, but he's like really that,
0: good in that and like you know, I think that's an underrated actor. everyone knows right I, like but
3: it, yeah. it's good for a reason like he's smiling but he looks so and sad you know like uh because he's like happy to see his son but sad that he's like yeah. uh one of my favorite scenes actually speaking of this losing his son i always like the little it's like a teeny tiny thing and for me it always gets me because it's like i feel like it adds to like his guilt or for like he blames himself for losing his son. Is like when he's in the pool and then he like the person swims by and you're like Ways. It's like a split second or whatever. Hmm. Hmm. And then, so it's like he goes that way and looks, and then it's like that's all it took, right? Was that extra, like, you know, does all he right. think that him doing that, noticing someone underwater while he's, I don't know. know, that's just a
0: little weird thing that mm-hmm. I've always thought maybe that just adds, like, if he hadn't
3: done that, you know, like,
0: well, it is anyway. one of those things where I feel like you think about every single little thing you did in a situation, what you could have done differently right. to to not have it turned the way it did. So, I mean, that, that's a good point, actually, because like every, like anything I did different, maybe I would have seen it or, you know, seen what happened, but. Right, because
3: um, now he was down there for an extra two seconds. If someone, he waited right. someone. Yeah. By. <laughs> um, uh, I, oh, we didn't talk about that the guy, store.
1: No, um, oh, yeah. I will say the reason why the, this, can, I'm, when we get to War of the Worlds, that is mostly Tom Cruise, but I think Minority Report is as much about the surrounding act or the uh, character actors as it is about him. I mean, Samantha Morton almost steals the movie right from under him. I think she gives this amazing performance as this kind of broken woman. um, Mm -hmm. Who's just trying to, who can't, she can communicate really well because she can see the future, but she can't actually communicate in the present. And she's trying to say to Tom Cruise, look, you don't have to kill him. We need to do this because I'm sick of this shit lying in a pool, (laughs) which would be (laughs) really weird. Just lying in water all day. Um,
0: Talk about lonely and isolating.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she's got her two doofus brothers, um, who aren't her, are, oh, and it's <laughs>
0: doofus brothers?
1: <laughs> they are useless. Paying. Oh man. Poor um it's true. Oh, Yeah, oh, that's and- one of my favorite parts
3: too. When she gets out and she's like in the car with him and she's,
1: yeah, like, she's just, just looking at the thing yeah. like, Ooh. oh. And
3: yeah. She says, "Is it now?" It just I was like, "Oh man, that is it now." That kills me, kind of.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't sequence, know, you know? She, just, She's like, actually grab out? the umbrella. What? Like, yeah. is
3: this real? Like.
1: Yeah, she doesn't even know what time she's in. It's it's either heartbreaking performance. So I think Minority Port is much more of an ensemble piece, Mm. um, more than anything else. And I think. Tom Cruise can, has a habit of wanting to take screen time to himself, with everyone else being supporting. Especially as much as I love Mission Impossible movies, that's what they are. Which, to be fair enough, that his it's his franchise; he can do whatever he wants.
3: I was going to say, I actually kind of disagree.
1: Oh, okay.
3: In terms of the Mission Impossible movies, I yeah. feel like he does try to give them some. I, I mean, considering that they're the Tom Cruise show, right? Yeah, I feel like he does do a pretty good job of getting everyone in. And giving them all some time with him and, like, with him. like with him, But, like, yeah, with I mean, him. Still yeah. like, you know, to showcase them. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, 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 somebody, but I, I know what you mean, definitely 100%. Yeah. I feel like he's gotten bet, way better. Like, that's not me anymore. Like, yes, I'm here. I'm Tom Cruise, but it's all of us, too. I can't do this without having
1: He, he does, too. but it's still very much the Tom Cruise, and he's very wary yeah, of yeah. it. So I think it's – he's still the same. He's very good at giving people screen time, but he is still – in charge with us in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. minority 100%. report he's, he's must be part of the ensemble. he's the boss Within the minority report. <laughs> stevie's the boss yeah. and he's just part of the right. ensemble yeah <laughs> yes
3: <laughs> yes he's the boss unless it's with spielberg that's,
1: that's
3: exactly that's true. yes yeah <laughs> oh sorry oh uh uh only other little things i got i i like the, the, some of the ties to religion and stuff that they do like
2: oh like yeah, you're talking the one, about religion yeah and then
3: like even you said earlier tim blake nelson like how he's like he calls him his flock and, you know and he's playing in an
0: Oregon, <laughs> it's like church oh know? yeah the guys say that they're clergy not cops yeah, yeah. there's a lot yes. of like that's a weird little so i wonder if it's a lot i'm really having this thought in real time but i wonder if there's a little bit of commentary on like religion finding its way into government and
1: i think there is politics
0: policing because like, they
1: do call the precog thing a, there temple. Is a few yeah you and you can't so, go right in right there. there yeah
0: yeah which i hadn't really thought of until this moment <laughs> yeah but and yeah, it's actually, that's the, it
1: boom. is richer than the it is richer than the short story because the short story is really good but it's more about um choosing the lesser of two evils like each precog sees a different version of the future and it's about john deciding which is going to be the less evil option i think is because have you read it james i forgot to ask you if you've actually oh yeah
3: i well that's what i was gonna i was yeah. gonna ask you yeah uh, i <laughs> well i listened to the the, the audio book just right about a month ago mm. uh yeah and it, it is it's like way quicker way shorter right to the point
2: yeah
3: uh you know they, they add a lot of things in the movie right obviously to make it a full feature uh but uh one of the things in the the book that it's like, it went too deep. It's like, I feel like they were, I've already forgotten so much of it, but I feel like it was like, instead of it being like an echo, he like, knew it was more like incepting him like his own ideas into like what they saw and so like the only reason that this other minority report existed was because he knew that that minority report could exist you know so it was like all brain fucking you it, or, sorry
1: which is very <laughs> but <opposite laughs>
3: yeah or, or yeah, i feel like it yeah. did, but, you know and it's like so i was like i it was just like felt like it was trying so where they kind of simplified that a bit in minority part made it oh this is just you know the echo, so it's easier for us to grasp. Maybe I probably would have been hard to try to
1: yes show it, that in a because movie. Tom Cruise right. finds out that there may be an echo, and then that is a secret file that he must go and get, which is a lot right. easier to understand. than, well, if I think oh, there's, I a th- knew this.
3: I so knew then, this. Then, yeah, it created therefore this other one, it's a it thing. That uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm that, working that, on that.
1: different <laughs> dimensions and possibilities, which is much more Arthur C. Clarke when you read him. Even even if you read the Android Sheep, um, do they have dreams? Which is um, which is what Blade Runner would turn into. And that Mm -hmm. is much more about a guy going, am I human? I think I'm human today, but I can, but we have machines that elevate our mood, but I don't like that. But I want an actual animal. What is real? What is not? Huh? So, and it's kind of what your mind thinks is human or as an actual thing, regardless of when Ridley Scott did it, it's much more, it's still ethereal, but it's much more of a different beast. Mm -hmm. And this is very similar, but, I do love the religious point that Matt brought up, which now I'm like, oh shit, it is too. Um, That it is treated as a mystical religious thing. I mean, the guy who looks after the precogs is um, an obsessive. He's like, um, he's probably the most into this thing than anyone else. He's completely um, transfixed by them. And they are kind of things. So to take a precog out of the pool into the real world is like the greatest sin he could probably commit but he kind of, it's like taking the whole computer hard drive out of the wall and taking it with you almost. <laughs> but um, no, fine. that is, it's is very much about church and state kind of melding together and the mysticism of, of of that. And I think that's very, very clever. So, yeah. Um, you, good movie. Yes, very good movie. <laughs> By the way, minority very book, movie. good movie. Uh, did you guys want oh. a quick break? Oh, sorry, James.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, we'll do that. uh The for, uh, last one little thing I forgot, we had to mention that hmm. Cameron Crowe and Cameron Diaz and Paul Thomas Anderson all have teeny tiny cameos. I've never seen Paul Thomas. I've never Sanderson. seen them in there. <laughs> you can see Cameron Crowe easy because he's like the guy looking at him in the train.
1: Okay. So it's like oh, oh okay. Right. Okay, that is yeah. I know that you're talking yeah. about yeah.
3: Cameron Diaz is behind, like she's a passenger on the train. You can see her for a split second. Oh, get it right. Paul Thomas Anderson, I've never seen, but apparently he was in it. He said he can't see himself in it either. So uh, <laughs> well, maybe maybe,
0: maybe it wasn't in the final cut. I don't know, yeah. but uh, I can't. So find
1: wait, is this when they were doing Vanilla Sky?
0: Yeah, yeah, right after, right? Yeah, yeah. Because Vanilla Sky like two is a one, so yeah, yeah. it must have just like hey, everyone, come over yeah, and jumping jumping armor feet too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. Now I'm gonna look for that. Pretty cool. Fun facts. Yeah. James Cotton's fun facts. Yes, yeah, check it out.
1: That's gonna be your new Twitter
0: handle, James Cottage, fun facts. I gotta figure out something. You are so full of like fun facts. It's just like, did you guys know this? Or like you're posting the clips, like, check this out.
3: Well, because I got all those clips, you know, I watch all those things, I might as well talk about them sometimes, you know, like Mm -hmm. watch all those back behind the scenes things. And I mean, that wasn't in the behind the scenes things, actually, that was just random, but uh yeah oh i mean speaking of colin Farrell uh, no whatever let's just move on man i'm
0: sorry let's take, let's take. <laughs> oh.
2: you lived, literally lived reading.
0: there it needs to be <laughs> I was like, absolutely like, i don't know why not. that was amazing yeah okay i even was gonna say more I was like i got to talk about reading because it's gonna make me sound crazier right? because <laughs> i was gonna be like well guys i don't mind i this is gonna sound really weird i think there's gotta be something to this psychologically. I don't like to read when it's just me alone in the house, but I'm okay reading if other people are in my house.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Okay. Yeah.
0: Like, maybe because it feels less lonely because people are there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. can't figure this out. I gotta go ask somebody. <laughs> but, like, That's it's so the last funny. thing I wanna do when I go, like, when I have the house to myself, and I'm all alone. I'm like, the reading ain't gonna happen.
1: <laughs> uh, well, maybe it's because that you said you have to turn off all noise. Like, I can have background noise when I read, so I'm fine. But if you don't have background noise, then the house is just quiet.
0: That's I'm sure that's a big part yeah. of it. Actually, yeah. I, I'm like just I hate when it's like dead quiet. Like mm. just you know, it could be if someone else is there is probably like a little <laughs> a little background noise kind of wherever. But yeah, when I'm by myself, it's like dead silent. I'm like, man, nah, is not gonna work?
1: No, it's probably that because so. I don't like the house dead silent. But I can read with background noise, like I'll have music or something in the background, and um, or like a terrible TV procedural on and i'll just read with that um <laughs> so i but yeah i hate when the house is quiet i can't do it
0: i've even tried reading yeah, with, you... like sports on in the background mm. which i feel like would be easy enough it, then I get i get distracted by that too
1: it's like <laughs> <laughs> see i can actually yeah. expose it because i don't get distracted i'm like oh yeah there's a bull.
0: <laughs>
3: i can do sports in the background or i'm lucky because i i you know i listen to electronic music which a lot of what i listen to doesn't have words it's just oh yeah you know DJ. so, so it's like a beat you know so it's really easy to read to you know mm. it's like i mean they call it trance music
2: so <laughs> it's true it's, you know, yeah. all
0: right well they said to bring that up again. <laughs> sorry all the tangents are in minority report a good movie that i feel like i just took us off the rails <laughs> But no, it's great. no,
1: that's great. Okay. No, it's perfect. It's, it makes it. I love tangents. So, especially Matt Ted, it was when because had some great tangents. So, yeah,
0: Lindsay can appreciate tangents. So, I was like, yes. this is probably fine. <laughs> but, yeah,
3: I, I think that anyone who listens to us list just wants to hear us talking. I don't
0: think they care about how they, much they you know what about this the They, movie they itself, know they know what they're getting into. They're like, I've seen Minority Report, yeah. but I don't know how exactly Matt feels about right. reading. <laughs> like, <laughs> Exactly. That's what they
3: want. I, I feel like I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but yeah I feel like the movie almost comes <laughs> the in there. It's yeah. like just throw in some tidbits about the movie here and there, but you don't have to be like. Oh, that's a different. Yeah, I do kind think of that podcast. when I listen to the movie,
0: rooms? half the time yeah. I'm almost happy when they go off top of something else. Like yeah. uh, yes. Like uh, it, there's oh my god. One of my favorite episodes is not at the movie at all. Like that Leprechaun returns where Patrick have a whole story about the He-Man. Oh my god! Yes, and the guy that like. Stole won the his contest. Idea. There's this whole mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I would just more of that. Like, I don't even need yeah, some, right. whatever movie you're talking about.
3: You have the same thing, Matt. You're you're similar to Adams. uh You know, how he always thought his parents would say whether someone died at the end or whatever of a
0: movie. Oh, that's yeah. Like that's what they would tell him. Like, oh, someone so died at the end <laughs> when he was a kid. <laughs> like, it's yeah, like
3: that's yeah. like the same yeah. with you.
0: <laughs> My mom was Having like even with Wikipedia all. plot synopsis before Wikipedia existed. She <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good to be walking That's me. on some stuff, you know, she'd be like, oh, no, there was a thing they were after, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Like, I like keep going. Just tell me, you know, what happened? <laughs> like, how many doves were there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> With that, we're going from a movie that is about questions of privacy. And that was not quite his post 9-11 movie, but War of the Worlds is his definite. You cannot question. This is absolutely influenced by the events of 9-11. And that is, of course... War of the Worlds. Uh now I'm going for James. What is going to be your first trailer for War of the Worlds?
3: All right. So I'm cheating. My first trailer <laughs> is uh, two trailers. Yeah. Excellent.
1: I get to match them up.
3: So it's gonna be a a cruise double slash triple whammy because it's going before War of the Worlds. I'm doing it. <laughs> are we wait. You know what? I just thought I'm sorry, this is a complete tangent I'm ruining your trailer, but putting trailers of uh, 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 movies, like, now I'm thinking of, like, the years that they come out, so I'm like, oh, are we allowed to put movie trailers that came out after the movie that we're watching? Oh, on the movie that we're about to watch? <laughs> no, I, I know, I, it just, for some reason, it just, like, popped in my head, and I'm like, well, anyway, I'm doing Oblivion and Edge of Tomorrow uh, before World of the Worlds, right? So, because we're gonna get all the Tom Cruise <laughs> Alien slash whatever space sci-fi movies uh, all together in one, and... 60 years ago, Earth was dead.
0: We won the war, but lost the planet. Humanity had to leave the Earth. We had to unlearn what it meant to call something our home. Remnants of the scavenger army still remain on the surface. My job is security and drone maintenance for the mop-up crew. 166 is back online. The invasion will fail. We lose everything. I die within five minutes of landing on that beach, along with every other soldier. Identified impact. Drones are mobile. Keep your tech out of vehicle. They are human. I'm ordering you to
1: return to tower immediately.
0: They're firing on survivors. Stand down! This is insubordinate behavior. Get down!
3: How did you do that? Come on! Come find me when you wake up!
1: What happened to you happened to me. You hijacked their power.
0: How do I control it?
1: You have to die. Every day. Keep coming here and I'll train you.
2: Again. Again.
1: Your leg's broken. No.
3: I- uh, does everyone know about Oblivion and Edge of Tomorrow? Do I need to say anything about those movies? Maybe feel Oblivion.
1: Because like I- <laughs> everyone's like pretty self thing that Edge of Tomorrow was fantastic, but I actually might be in the camp weirdly that likes Oblivion better than... I like both of those movies. I, I, like both I a was lot. so surprised by oblivion. Like I movie, I was not expecting that movie to be any kind of good. And then it's yeah.
3: <laughs> well, cause I think that they both also fell into that time where Tom Cruise wasn't, you know, it was still kind of weird, you know, it's only 10 years ago, but nothing he was, was trying not his best right, not to do
1: right. mission impossible movies. And then he had to go and make <laughs> mission impossible. Movies.
3: You know, but yeah, yeah. I, I Matt, do you like Oblivion and Edge of Tomorrow?
0: I I do. We're gonna roll the trailer for Oblivion <laughs> again because that was my trailer pick
3: too. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm
0: sorry. I'm it's sorry. the only one I had, James. You had to take both of no, I'm,
2: uh, uh,
0: I'm sorry. I got one no, for it's fine. I kind of got worried. I was like, he's gonna take Oblivion, isn't he? It was too obvious because I was like, I was like, Tom Cruise, sci-fi movie, kind of like. What might happen to a planet if the aliens won, you know, and took over. It's apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. I have nothing else. I have Oblivion. <laughs> but I do I like Oblivion a lot. Um Joseph Kaczynski, right? Who did yeah. Tron Legacy, which yeah. I love, and then did Top Gun Maverick. Like, um, yeah. and uh it surprised me because I uh missed it in theaters uh and caught it somewhere on TV and like had never had it spoiled for me. And like it has a pretty good uh kind of twist in the middle mm-hmm. so um yeah. really liked it uh edge of tomorrow i love i think it's great i uh, kind of been thinking about doing a film piece episode on it for a long time so that's that a very <laughs> film <Yeah>. episode. yeah
2: <laughs>
0: I know, it's a very uh, film piece type movie i don't know how to describe it, it just i know is, a fan I of was... tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> james you'll be there don't worry uh he, he will be on the episode <laughs> um but yeah i mean i it's it's weird too because like people think of uh i feel like Ghost Protocol, yeah, Ghost Protocol came out in 2011. But I think that was kind of like a sleeper type hit because it it came the weekend it came out. I don't think it did crazy box office, but it had legs to it, and it did well. I think people caught up with it on home video. So I feel like his resurgence was the next Mission Impossible, which was Rogue Nation 2015. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Am I like? Yeah. So I feel like he this in between period, like Ghost Protocol, like came out, did okay, but not like blew up. And then he's doing a couple other things, or like, kind of weirder sci-fi movies that did okay, but not great. And like Mission Impossible has blown back up again, so I, yeah, I like they're both interesting sci-fi movies, and he's good in both of them. Especially I mean, Edge of Tomorrow is just—I love a Groundhog's Day scenario, like in any situation. So um, yeah, really, really enjoy that movie. So they're both—they're both great. I was gonna Edge say that. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, sorry.
0: Okay. <laughs> you go. No, I was just gonna say one of my
3: favorite things about Edge of Tomorrow is. Tom Cruise's comedic side right coming out like I love when Tom Cruise is funny because I think he's hilarious like <laughs> when he is funny like all his stuff like when he and also when he's like uh kind of hey, playing against hype basically you know because he's like uh scared once you know when a yeah. section yeah when he goes in yeah. hey, right he's a coward. so seeing all that just the way like everything is so good to see him it's another thing like shows how good he is like because you actually feel like this dude is like <laughs> he's so scared he's gonna die right <laughs> and it's just so good like you can see in his body language the way he's talking the way he's trying to get out of it everything blah 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 all his interactions with bill Vaccine, you know up to whenever everything starts happening of course it's just that's like so so good it's just so good man i don't know <laughs> Linz, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I oh, know.
1: it was, sorry. I was going to say, Matt, you can still have one of my trailers if you want. And that goes for Life Force because I've got another one I can use. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Play the Life Force trailer, please.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> they watched. They waited. Now their time has come.
3: Out of the depths of space, the ultimate terror. Moving, searching, destroying. From body to body, from life to life,
0: from man to woman. Changing, growing, burning for our life force.
3: From the director of Poltergeist, from the special effects creator of Star Trek the Motion Picture, Life Force. In the blink of an eye, the terror begins.
0: Great, crazy movie. Yes.
1: Uh, Life Force is um, insane. It's got a, oh, what's her name? A very naked... um,
0: Matilda May.
1: Matilda May. Um, James Stewart, looking ridiculously young. Um, It's kind of like this weird hammer horror going insane. I mean, it's, it's one of those movies that keeps surprising you and going. wait, we're doing this now. Oh shit. We're doing this now. Oh, they gave Toby <laughs> Hooper way too much money because even though I love it and I'm, I'm glad it exists, <laughs> I don't think Canon was quite expecting that. <laughs> even though it was. It's so they... vampires. Yes. Space Space vampires. vampires.
0: This is like when the streaming companies give London. guys like $200 <laughs> yes. million dollars. canons, like take I uh, I don't know how much they gave him, but it was a lot of money and he used it. It's all on the screen, which is, yeah. nice. uh, it's just all on the like screen. I, yeah, I love Toby Hooper. I love Life Force. It's really crazy. I actually been wanting to rewatch it for a long time, just haven't done it, and I really should at this point because um, that's a bonkers movie. <laughs> it's just crazy.
1: It's wonderful. I mean, you, when you get to the end and they're literally blowing up London, and you're like, "Yes, all this money is on <laughs> screen." I am so glad that Canon was the most irresponsible fiscal thing since, ne- and only Netflix is now beating them. Like it's 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 a glory to watch. <laughs> though it didn't work out for canon in the end, but we got life force out of it (laughs) in many other movies. Oh, actually, James, you've seen life force.
3: Oh yeah. I saw life force. It's kind of funny though. That's that was one of his movies that I came to a little later. I only saw it for the first time, probably a handful of years ago, you know, obviously, you know, our Patrick Bromley always talks, you know, his love of Toby Hoover. And that, that was one that I, it was a blind spot and I just obviously blind bought it. Um, you know the Screen Factory or whatever Blu-ray a while back and watched it and yeah, it's so good. Like it, it's so fun. It it, it 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 was it threw me off because I did I didn't really know much about it outside of I it was one of those like I couldn't remember the cover more so than anything the, like the old cover the original cover mm-hmm. like seeing it at the video store and stuff when I was younger. But I really didn't know much about it outside of what I'd heard. You know, random little bits here and there. So I was pretty unprepared for like how even the way it starts like so much like. It is so much like you're saying, you can see there's just so much like on screen. There's a lot, and it was just so weird, like where it was going because I didn't really know the plot or anything. So I was like, This is this is a wild movie right here, but yeah, I definitely enjoy that one. I am on board for that,
1: yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, so my, I guess my official trailer is the second most bonkers American invasion movie ever made, and that is, of course, 1984's Red Dawn because you gotta get some John Melius up in here.
3: This is the emergency broadcast system. We are under attack by conventional forces of the Russian
0: army. It is believed the lead waves were disguised as commercial charter flights. Communications have broken down in other parts of the country. Large areas of the Midwest may have been overrun.
2: Know who all of you are, they're looking for you.
3: You're forty miles behind the enemy line.
2: I just wanna go home. I took
1: a lot of people away. Where's my death, director want to love somebody, Andy. They're gonna die before it happens. No. they're gonna kill us. This movie's oh I know it's beloved. I know it's an <laughs> 80s classic, but when you watch it when you're an adult and you are not, say, as jingoistic as John Millias was, this movie is fucking insane. It starts with people parachuting into high school and shooting everyone. And then you have teenagers who are now guerrilla warfare. I mean, yeah, this movie's bonkers.
3: <laughs> I laugh, but it's not funny. But yeah, I was yeah. trying to think of that. Being in a movie today, <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's uh, a movie no. that
0: would not exist. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I say that they, but they made, made a 2012 remake. Can, like, they made the remake with Chris Hemsworth, so they. I don't think anyone talks about, or I until I forgot so you said they do make that. or I said they wouldn't make that nowadays. Oh, they did make it like right. ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I never saw I that. Grow up with... Have you all? Yeah, I
1: haven't seen. No,
0: I I don't know anyone that has. Okay. I've, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't know. Just like, it's like, it's like the Point Break remake. It's like, that exists? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, people just go, I, there's know, no, I've no, no one would make a
1: Point Break remake. Oh, but there's a remake. No, there's no remake.
0: <laughs> I I did not grow up with the original Red Dawn. I didn't see it till, I don't know. I think I was out of high school. Like, at some point, like, I have a friend that liked it. It was like, oh, you should watch Red Dawn. And I watched it. I was like, this is a fine movie. Like, it was like it's just not, uh, uh, I don't know. It's just not uh, one that I think is that spectacular. It's <laughs> like, not spectacular. I get why...
1: But it has yeah. John's, what's his name, Stanton screaming behind a fence, Avenge me! Oh, um, yeah. I, I yeah. knew the
0: South Park parody before I saw the movie, and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's where that came from. It's the whole episode right. where, like, the dad's like, Avenge me! And I'm like, oh, that's Red Dawn. And the <laughs> yeah. whole episode called Grey Dawn, I think, and I didn't get it. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's fine. I don't, like, I mean, it's insanely jingoistic. <laughs> like you said, like, it's kind of sad. I was actually shocked at like, did they kill some of the kids? Like, you know, I was I was surprised about that. I was like, oh, they actually I felt the safe thing would do be like let almost all of them live, but I, I think do more than one of them die? I don't remember, but quite like, a few,
1: yeah. For, I haven't seen it okay. for a while, but yeah.
0: <laughs> like I couldn't remember. Uh I don't know. It's just a weird movie that like is such a time capsule of like Reagan era eighties stuff.
1: Oh yeah. This like, is very specifically Reagan era. <laughs> um the commies yeah. are coming um even though n- n- no but no I, I just thought about it then thinking actually that would make a really good trailer because it's darker than you think it's going to be when you hear the premise i think this is why well it didn't help that tom cruise had a mental breakdown and um, was it just before or after that came out it was around 2005
0: that is so weird the wind is blowing toward the storm It's okay. Lightning doesn't strike twice. Where's the thunder? Robbie, you saw the lightning?
2: Yeah, 26 times on Lincoln Avenue. You hear that? I'm taking you to the car. You're gonna wanna look around. But you're not going to, are you?
3: in this for a million years and these are only the firsts they'll keep coming um, am i ever gonna see mom again
2: in my life With my son! i know you want to fight i know it seems like you have to but you don't you don't this is not a war this is an extermination
0: he was um, i think promoting this movie on oprah
1: yes He's yeah yeah war he was yeah yeah so like- that. <laughs> didn't help. Um and then you watch it and you realize that it's um I mean yes uh, Spielberg had already made Schindler's so he was already wanting to become the I'm transitioning from the popcorn to the to to much more serious um kind of I want to think about history and kind of thing. But then he's going to do oh, I'm going to do an alien invasion movie and then you watch it and it doesn't make you feel good especially when Dakota Fanning is stuck in a car with people trying to steal it and all Tom Cruise is doing is like, can I have my kid? Um, It gets... (laughs) It goes to some dark places, which um, I don't think people in 2005 were even quite expecting. But this is, as I said, this is his definitive 9-11 movie. Yeah, James, did you go to the uh, movies to see see this? Or I'm assuming that... I
3: did. Yeah, I I did. I know I did, but I don't have a, a great... I don't have a great, like movie theater memory like some people do you know like i know i, I know i saw it in the theater like uh, but i don't remember like mm, you know like the exact day or you know like what i was doing you know like, some people are so much better about like remembering that kind of stuff and i'm not great at it but i do know that i saw it in the theater
1: uh, um, matt did you go see this or
0: you like i did mm. <laughs> i don't like i'm like Same. james like i like i well he james at least knows he saw it in the theater i'm not even sure yeah, um I, I'm so jealous of people that like have exact recall for where they, they have total recall for where they were like they're like I saw it on this day, uh the Saturday came out with Southern other movie I saw. Like I know Patrick probably does all the time. I know oh, yeah. I think Mark Warner's pretty good at that. I think Mark's <laughs> pretty good about like I saw this movie and that movie and and uh I had a cold that day and it was raining. I'm like, how what like I can't remember anything. Um, but I feel like I saw it in the theater and it was where right my birthday it was a summer of graduate high school if like i was seeing like a lot of stuff that summer i don't know probably because i was like i'm an aspiring filmmaker i need to see movies. <laughs> it's like but i was already doing that but i was like mm-hmm. i gotta see more movies unless i was 18 and had a car i wanted so um i i was watching it now and i was like man this really was just like another movie in 2005 and i feel like you're just like oh yeah that was another spielberg blockbuster we but now it's like it plays to be so much better than it did in 05. Cause it, it feels mm. much more special. I think it's all his problems, but I'm like, this is way more intense and scary and dark than I remembered it being like, I just feel like it didn't affect me much in 05, which I'm surprised by like, like affecting more now. Um, and I feel really dumb cause I feel like you know, at the time I didn't make any kind of like nine 11 connections, which is so crazy because we're only four years removed from at that point. Um, and I had lived through it you know, I was like a teenager, but I, this, I mean, just the, the Tom Cruise, like running around through the streets coming back and he's covered in, you know, it looks like dust, but it's like people have been, you know, blasted by eight lasers yeah. and it's like human remains on him. And that's such like a thing you see people in New York and nine 11. And I'm like, how did I not make those parallels? Or I forgot about it. I don't know. It's just so interesting. Like that. It's, And it's like so it's so dark like it's it's like this is spielberg really i think dealing with uh some stuff post 9 11 like where the country's at and just how people respond to tragedies and um somebody was at stupid cinema sins was like what's all the american flags on every house and i'm like Four after nine eleven. Do you not like remember
1: that, what it was like? during after. I mean, I wasn't even living in America, but I remember America being particularly American during that right. time. Right,
0: we were in the throes of people being we very patriotic, American. and yes, if you see, yeah, we were extra American. If you said anything bad about anybody, oh my god, uh, the
1: poor like Dixie the,
0: Chicks
1: almost got the Dixie murdered. Dixie Chicks
0: were crucified. Freedom <laughs> fries, Just, what? Yeah, freedom yeah. fries. Like we were really losing our minds. So yeah. I think that was still going on. And they probably shot this in 04. I mean, it was definitely... There was still a lot of, like, America rah-rah patriotism. So yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of stuff in War of the Worlds that's very interesting to look at through the lens of, like, when it came out and just dealing with 9-11 type stuff. And, like, I'm like, man, Spielberg was going through some dark stuff because this was, like, Minority Report's kind of dark. Uh, this is pretty dark. Uh, Munich, Oh my God, right Munich, after yes. this, is one of his, like, most adult... Um- the like double of
3: war of the worlds in munich is is very <laughs> wild to me because you know like it's at least Schindler's List had Jurassic park which is like a full-on uh you know action blockbuster you know fun movie right but in 2005 it's like two super dark like uh, uh serious movies like yeah. uh, these are not yeah like, war of the Worlds is the funner of the two, quote unquote, or obviously more blockbuster, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, there's but different- it doesn't even feel
0: mm-hmm. that fun as I no, remember. It. It's I don't think more- it is. <laughs>
1: I think War of the Worlds is pure, not me, actually. Which is, just-
0: <laughs> and I mean, yeah, and Munich is super bleak. It's like he's he's dealing with he's working some stuff out in real time. That's what people always talk about. I feel like him not, it was like that was the knock. I think the film people would be like, he's he's too, like you know, blockbuster, too sentimental. He's not dealing with like any of that in the mid two thousands. Like, like mm-hmm. that's that's. I mean, I think it's not there at all. But it's this is some dark stuff that people I think ignore and saying he's all like light, fluffy, and sentimental and makes big, big fun blockbusters. It's like, well, a couple examples of that not happening. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I will not yeah.
1: Munich for having a few of those moments, but I think they are devastating. Sentimentality, um, because I have my own weird things with with Munich, but the fact that he makes you look into the eyes of every single person that they are murdering, I think is devastating. Um, and I don't think this movie lets up. Like I know even when I first, cause I did not see this in the theater. It was like only 10 years ago when I first saw it, I was like everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. The first scene is really great. And then you end up in Tim Robbins's basement and now, 20 years <laughs> nearly 20 years after this movie's been made i'm like oh no we're always been heading to tim robbins basement that's what everyone is just heading that just that <laughs> just seems like oh we are at the stage where we are now in tim robbins's basement this is where we are but it is and it just goes off the rails i don't think it does i think it just becomes more and more It and you're just watching certain scenes going Humans oh, have just not changed. We just keep reacting to the same things over and over and over again. And um, no, I've really grown to love this movie. It makes me feel very uncomfortable every single time I watch it. I still have a few quibbles, mainly with... Um, what's his name? The kid, Justin uh, Chapman. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I
0: got to laugh about that guy. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, probably not his fault, but I still have um, just like, why is he even back? I mean, the whole thing is he's gone. Anyway...
0: Oh, oh we'll shit. get to that, don't worry. It's one of my <laughs> complaints about the movie. Is, is up with him. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um I, but I love the relationship between Cruz and uh Dakota Fanning. I think Dakota Fanning is that this is why she was such she's still a really good actor. Um I mean she's given nothing to do in Equalizer, but I still love when Denzel smiles at her. It's just the greatest thing. Actually, let's just get into some of the issues because I know this was kind of always been seen as a wonky movie i kind of love it more because i think it's just nightmare fuel and it gets more dreamlike as it goes even when you're getting like the red vine kind of thing and it's they're like terraforming the earth and our um, people goes well it just ends yeah that's how water the world ends they got the flu
0: yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys because we yeah. established I don't really read. Um uh, yeah. <laughs> That's how the book just kind of ends, like yeah. the movie, right? It's just like kind of like, and they got sick and they died and they, yeah. like It's like, whoa, yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I guess you could change that because I mean, movies change book adaptations all the time. But I guess he felt like being faithful to it and just let Morgan Freeman read what happened and the end. You know, it's like I don't, that's the part. One of the things I don't like, but that's from the book. You know, that's just how the book ends. So. I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, well, it's over, I guess, you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> James, what do you think of the um, ending of War of the Worlds? I've been the fact, it, uh, it does just end. I mean, I kind of come to peace with it, because I've seen it a few times, so I'm able to iron out things in it, Tim yeah. Robbins especially, but um, what do you think of the um, ending, how it just kind of, and they got sick? Uh,
3: I'm I'm also okay with it, same, mm. like, I, I'm, I've am i seen it a million times now, so, like, I know that's how it's going to end, so it doesn't bother me. Um, I I can't, argue with someone who it does bother right like i mean if you don't like that being just oh my god it's just over that's fine i mean <laughs> and like matt said you know that's how the book ends so uh you know he's just being true to the book which is also fine but if you you know you don't like how the book ends either that's fine too you know like it's fine either way right if you like it or don't like it but i don't i don't have a problem with i don't see it being like an issue like um and i don't think it's like i don't i don't know i don't feel like it happens like just too fast yeah it might i mean it, you know it's i guess they're like kind of making a last trick through there and then like you know like whatever tom cruise notices the birds or whatever you know mm-hmm. and i love the, down, the like that's how it happens right so there, i mean there's a couple things that happened before but i don't know it's not like completely just out of nowhere i think i so yeah i don't remember it ever bothering me even back then like uh when I first, you know, mm-hmm. started watching. Oh. Like, but, so it's never bothered me over the years I don't, that I can yep. think of.
1: For some reason, I always used to compare this movie to Independence Day. Uh, and Independence Day is very much a riff on the War of the Worlds. And mm-hmm. they use the virus thing, but in a completely different way, as in they give the aliens ship yeah, a virus. Upload it. A blue disc. As if
2: Goldblum
3: and <laughs> On Will Smith a and <laughs>
1: Yeah, I love how you, yeah, we, we, yeah. I mean, it's so much cooler. It's, it's <laughs> a cooler interpretation of the aliens getting a virus from us. Um, but I do think it's kind of there in the filmmaking a little bit because the aliens are starting to interact with the world. Now, this is kind of, I mean, humans have done this all the time, but we tend to give people viruses they can't handle and then they die. And then we go, well, it looks like the land is ours then excellent um <laughs> but this yeah, is yeah. kind of the reverse as in they're trying to do that then they realize our germs are better than everyone else's germs i guess they don't but they are trying to interact with this planet and apparently earth is just not going to have it so they have to take on a, a terraforming isn't just a one-sided thing which but i think that's more in the filmmaking than it is ever said explicitly so that could be me reading right. into into it but yeah i do love no, the red vines here. i
3: agree i mm. i think i think you're 100 percent right and i i actually it makes me think of other things like people argue or have criticisms of too is like well how wouldn't they have known they also do this with like science you know like oh how, how could these you know aliens not know and it's like well maybe they they're like well they're so smart and they could get here and they could do this they would have known that water was gonna kill them they would have known they were it's like, not necessarily you, you yeah. learn new things all the time like
1: have you not seen alien
3: <laughs> right i mean like they, they don't know and like you said yeah. they, they didn't realize until they started doing this that, oh well this interaction caused this other thing right so there's i don't like when people try to explain that away so easily like oh they would have just known because we don't even like that's how it works you have to right. do something being, being new to figure doesn't out
0: doesn't mean you're all knowing right <laughs> it you know mean I mean? You know it's
3: like yeah like uh, oh, the aliens and signs would have known that the water hurt. why how would they have known had they touched it like they might know the chemical makeup like what? Well, You know, I don't know. I don't like that people... people
0: only criticize aliens like this. There's so many movies where, like, human scientists who would all be like, oh, they're really smart group scientists. They're well-prepared. They're well-researched. They go into some situation, and they don't... They're not prepared. You know what I mean? But it's like with aliens. Well, they should know everything. Those those damn
1: aliens. (laughs) Well, do you um, know how many people died crossing countries? I mean the indigenous people already knew this, so they didn't tend to do it as much. But then you had like people coming over from Europe and going, yeah, I can totally just walk to Perth from the East coast. No, you will die. Same with America. <laughs> oh, I can go over to the West coast. No, no, you will die and probably have to eat the right. you know, human being. That is what is going to happen because you don't know what's going to happen until you get there. So yeah, I don't know why aliens keep getting all the flags.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, they can be really smart, but they just might not know what's, you know, happening. So I, uh, I, yeah, I. His, oh. <laughs> Hello. Hey, yeah, yes. guest has speaking of, the, speaking the new guests.
2: Yes. <laughs> bye bye. bye. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you go
0: to bed. Ask her about post 9 11 trauma in film.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: Well, no, because uh, that's uh, a really good, about, good
0: point. Uh, we did 9-11 get... imagery in War of the Worlds, Bertie. Yes. Those words don't mean anything Sorry. to her. No, that's,
1: that's nice to, <laughs> to, to live in a world, you know, but you don't to understand. To be
0: a child. <laughs> Call 911? Sorry. What? Sorry, no, uh, Sorry about um, that. No, you're fine. I feel like it's always nice. Your daughter like pops in like on every podcast. I feel yeah. like we do. Yeah, it's her <laughs> um, emo now. She's like, I got to make an appearance on this yeah. non-video <laughs> format.
1: Exactly. She
0: literally whispered in my ear,
1: i oh, see your friends. <laughs>
0: I don't know if you can hear me. I
3: want to see your friends. (laughs) "Uh, Hey there.
0: There they are. Yeah, Um, but uh, no, you're fine. (laughs) Yeah, I'd love to jump right to the ending of this whole movie. But I mean, that kind of it's like one of the talking points of the movie is how it ends, right? I mean, um, you know, I it's it's also kind of I will say convenience. It's all my problems kind of go to the end, really. How the family, like his ex-wife, I guess her new husband or boyfriend, and her parents are all totally fine the house Boston. is fine and, yeah the house is yeah. fine the sun has made it That's... after his his dumbass decision to run into battle basically uh Justin Chatwin who i don't like and i not like as a human being as an actor he's in one of the worst movies i've <laughs> ever seen in my life Dragon Ball Evolution which mm-hmm. i mean he's bad in it but like every single thing in that movie is bad um except maybe young fat Maybe he's okay. <laughs> I
1: can't. I well, can't, and fat can't, always gets a pass.
0: <laughs> can't say any bad about Charlie and Fat, But, uh, I mean, so that's like one of my first, this and that were like my first exposures to this guy. And yeah, he's just kind of a dick the whole movie. Like, I guess most teenage boys are kind of like a dick to their dad, especially if he's like an estranged dad. But, like, yeah, that scene is so, like, to me, nonsensical when he's like trying to run to the battle and Tom Cruise is trying to stop him, which is the right thing to do. And he's like, you gotta let me go. And then he just, takes off and i thought i really thought well he's dead like that's the end and then he shows up perfectly fine in boston I'm like how did Already
1: you know in he the house this. i'm like you dickhead no i mean <laughs> i get him wanting to go to war because that's what happens after 9-11 a lot of young men went to war now um i don't yeah it wasn't quite like the draft in vietnam and and I don't know the death tolls that on my head for the Iraq and the Afghani war. So please, it, excuse me, I know nothing. Um, but there was the sense of when we said America was very American. They were very pro-patriotic. Um, and um, they did, a lot of them did go to, go to war to see to kind of that mixture of terror and kind of adventure. And I think that's what the Justin Chapman's kind of meant to do. I just don't think he's a good enough actor to try and convey that idea he's just but maybe that's what a teenager would act like and he's kind of a dickhead and then the fact that that bugs me that he shows up in boston again because i'm like no he made the decision he should be killed that is what the tone of the movie is this is what um tom cruise has given up his morality to save his daughter by committing murder so he can't go in the house because apparently now he's John Wayne. And so you get that amazing, the search is shot out the door. That is what it is. And for him to, to suddenly show up, I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't buy that.
0: Yeah. I don't think it fits the movie either. Like no. you said, the tone, it's like, this does not fit in one thing we've seen before.
1: <laughs> James, what do you, uh, J- do you have any issues? Like, no. uh, uh poor Ch- <laughs> would James have Ch- Justin Chatwin? <laughs> uh,
3: I don't have as many issues with Justin Chatwin as y'all, uh, well, uh, <laughs>
0: As matt does especially, maybe just you know? me yeah
1: yeah
3: <laughs> I, I and maybe it's because i'm uh i i like all their interactions as the family or like you know w- between him and rachel and ray you know tom cruise like i like all their stuff and maybe that's why uh i don't it doesn't bother me as much because I, I feel like all three of them together it just kind of feels natural to me like how they would react and i do like justin when's like the way he talks to rachel like in the way he's able to help her and like he's like her you know father figure and like that's repeated often through the movie you know like when she's like what am i gonna do you know without yeah. you who's you know, gonna stuff? take like, care of me Robbie, such a job not, right who's gonna take care of me and so like i think he does a good pretty good job of like being that you know fatherly figure for her but yeah i mean he he does go a bit extreme in that moment right where he's like
2: <laughs> i gotta say to death, yeah.
3: basically uh, yeah <laughs> but, uh, yeah you were talking about it being like that's exactly what i was gonna say Lindsay. was that, that that's why i feel like that makes sense for the movie is because yeah it's just taking that post nine eleven thing i got i did make a few a few notes on this one actually mm-hmm. like i made notes of every 9-11 thing i noticed or where i thought it like echoed something from 9-11 or whatever uh so i got like the human ash right that matt talked about too is it the mm-hmm. terrorists you know uh, plane crash site. You know, Rachel sees bodies, and the rear, uh, we got to we got to get back at them. That's what Bobby yeah. says. Oh, you know, it's like that mindset. We got to get back at them, like because you know it, it's just another nine eleven thing. That like Lindsay said, you heard all the like. that's just what you thought. We got to get them, and that's you know it's just so dumb. But um, the missing posters. You know later. Like you remember seeing all that and mm. down, you know, in New York and in, like the refugees and all that stuff. It's just, there, there's so much.
1: The refugee but, stuff sorry, hit that, harder that, for me this time, just because what's happening in the world for the last three years. Right. Um yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, I was going to say, and that's like an echo of just everything, right? Like, not yeah. even, like it's just like, just,
1: not like, just it's, one at the moment, just listen. the last three years.
3: Yeah. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> like now it's just, it's crazy. But yeah, in terms of Robbie specifically, yeah, I don't, I, again, uh, I do agree. It probably would have been okay if they ended it with him not being there. And uh, I just don't know how they would write in that, you know, 100% sure that he died. Do you think well, that just seeing Tom's Cruise's face, like, oh, after the explosion, he goes over the hill. Like, is that enough to really get? So I we know think it's
1: okay to live in the amb- ambiguity of it all. Yeah,
3: Be- just not know.
1: Not know. I just like feel like I would definitely I assume he died.
0: Any other yeah. way. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't because think he doesn't. died. In,
1: yeah. I don't think he died. And I don't know if he died in the explosion. I don't know. Well, obviously he didn't, but I think it's the choice to go to war. They don't always come back. And right. I think, I think it would have been the movie could have handled it living in, in ambiguity of what happened to Robbie. Um, because the world is just a shell. Now everyone's got to rebuild. Apparently not the Miranda Otto's parents house. That's fine. But everything else has to be rebuilt. <laughs> And you kind of have to, there's going to be a lot of decisions that have to be made that are going to be sticky and messy and not work. And I think um, Robbie not being there, I think the movie could have handled that ambiguity. Like it's because the whole thing is about Rachel wanting her mother. Robbie's just kind of a normal teenager and wants to take care of his sister, but yet has to go out into the world and, and fight. I think the main crux of the movie is when Rachel starts screaming for her mother, that's Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise's ultimate goal. It's not anything else. I just need to get this kid to her mother. That's all I need to do. And it's the hardest thing in the world. So um, I think the movie would have been fine without him at the end, but he's there. So it's the
0: movie
1: <laughs> he made it he made it we don't know how yeah, but yeah, he
3: made I it mean, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i agree it probably would have been fine i just like i i just i'm i guess i'm like trying to put myself in like their like writer's room or whatever they're trying to figure yeah. out like well how do we how do we do this i don't know and like obviously spielberg's gonna be like hey man <laughs> they're all alive buddy <laughs>
2: <laughs> just not. Uh,
3: let's just bring them all back together. Wee! You know, he like, gets oh. his one sentimental thing in there. Okay. I mean, let's, yeah. Let's, it's like, this this has been
0: dark enough. Maybe you could like. <laughs> yeah. Like right. like I mean, it's insane, like in, it's in your like, face, stopping yeah. you yeah. into the ground. Yeah. just so. And, like... There's so. But I do understand work, that that's like, also yeah. an
3: issue because then you're like, well, just keep it going, right? Like, because then it does throw you off because you're like, oh, what, what? Huh? Like, I'm so, like, <laughs> beaten into a pulp, and now you're all of a sudden, oh, wait, everyone's fine. Okay, great.
0: Yeah, I think it's like one thing after another. It's like, oh, their house is totally fine. Oh, his ex-wife's alive. They're all alive. Oh, the so son's many. alive. Too. It's like, boom, boom, boom. It's like, everything's totally fine here. <laughs> like, yeah. um it's just kind of almost... It's, yeah. It's, it's,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, and also, the movie does do a pretty good job of, like, interspersing slightly humorous things, right? Just so where you're not like just dying the whole time yeah of, right of darkness right like the peanut butter sandwich again, thing tom that
2: cruise
1: you change like, your name to oh what? my god the, i <laughs> mean you know, tom cruise is, like, is really angling on i don't know if he is or not because i don't know what kind of person he is general but i've just got the feeling is this what tom cruise is like when he's being weekend dads with his kids like it's, <laughs> it's like you're trying to make I him a sandwich and it's just like going all yeah. the hell and yeah it's um it's, it's
0: level too low throw it out that makes it's me laugh. Yeah, like, yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I feel like he's doing another good uh uh playing against type a, a little bit right like
1: oh i think he doesn't know what's going on
3: right type. yeah a, yeah a lot a lot, a lot bit <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah like he doesn't know what's going on like he's trying to trying to take care of these kids he can't even like he's in the, the middle of an alien invasion what the heck uh you know so like he's like Using humor, obviously, like a lot of his responses to them, and like when he, you know, the way he talks to them, and stuff. like one of my favorites is you were saying when she says, "I want mom," and he's like, "Yeah, tell me about it." <laughs> that's Just like I- my favorite. <laughs> Just
1: <laughs> start <laughs> screaming uh, in the car. It's amazing. Uh,
3: yeah, 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 that's uh. good. But-
1: no, um, I love Dakota Fanning's <laughs> performance because she's kind of acting like that precocious kid in all movies at the beginning, and I really love Tom Cruise's performance in this. I think it's up there with his. Coll- For me, it's up there with Collateral. Um, but when you first Mm see the lightning strikes and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. She's like, yeah, nah, nah, I'm not dealing with this. And then you can suddenly see (laughs) him get more and more scared. So when that final boom Mm -hmm. hits really close, they're both under, when they're both under the table, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's, um, (laughs) it's got that wonder and terror that Spielberg does so well, but that when it turns to actual terror, it's, um, it's amazing. But there's one line I absolutely adore. And that's when they're back in their mother's house and she's not there and they think they can just okay we're safe now we're back home nothing can hurt us and Tom Cruise is like oh, oh god I have no idea if, we need to sleep in the basement and she's like no I have a bed upstairs no we're sleeping in the basement I have a bad back
0: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> oh, it's it's like, yeah always fantastic especially around this time I mean this is I, it, well, like this is in two years fire. back to back she's in James's two man fair directors movies yeah. like mm-hmm, um, oh she's so I, I mean, we talked about her so much in the man on fire episode like mm-hmm. i mean she just is so good and she's good at being like precocious kid but i always feel like there's something more going on like she's like smarter than that yeah. you know like your average oh kid yeah age. oh
1: absolutely and you see it
0: one of my like, favorite things she says is when she asks
3: him if he's okay
1: yeah, are, are oh, you yeah. Okay? like she's like
3: to, to her dad are you okay and he yes, has yeah and that, that situation you you're have about to... the lightning
1: yeah. And you have to be okay. And he's like, I'm probably not, but I can't say that to my kid. Um, <laughs> yeah. My eight year old kid, I think, oh, 10 year old kid, whoever she's old, she's meant to be, but there's a way that she'll go from actor kid, who's kind of older than her years, then straight to back to kid again. And that's when she's screaming in the back of the car, like when she's just yeah, losing yeah. it, it's such a great scene. Um because I can guess, James can very much attest to this, when your kid is in the backseat of the car losing it, you're already driving and There's nothing you could do about it except for the screaming alien <laughs> in the back. Um, you just have oh. to keep driving and just hope that <laughs>
3: it's 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 not fun
1: fun. (laughs) in the middle of an alien invasion um Uh,
0: especially in the middle of an alien invasion (laughs) yeah that's the worst time for that yes Uh,
1: but when she just loses it it uh, feels so natural to what a kid would do it's just like i'm not with my primary caregiver my mom is not here i'm with my dad who i i not having the situation at all and she just starts screaming
0: much (laughs) yeah They, i mean that scene that thing with the lightning you brought up when they're first seeing the lightning such a tom cruise reaction i to me like what a real tom cruise would be because like she's getting scared they move back like under like next to the trash cans and he's like smiling like it's yeah. like big yeah tom cruise this smiles, is and this awesome and then it like turns like i'm like yeah. that's such a tom cruise thing i feel like he'd be, that would be like oh my god it's so cool and then it'd be like oh shit this is actually kind of serious like but i was trying yeah. to think too like so the co-fans great i think tom cruise is good at this because like i can't think of a time he's played like average joe blue collar guy that is not like his wheelhouse (laughs) like uh i can't it's probably back you go back to the 80s or you know i don't know like um but i was like this is very different for him like to be like i'm just a blue collar doc worker and like i'm a divorced dad like i was this is not his usual thing but i think he's really good like trying to keep it together um not doing a great job but like doing what he can (laughs) like
3: um yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it is the only time he's like that because I, 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 he never is. And you have to go back into like when he was super young, right? Like something like the Outsiders.
2: Oh, <laughs> right? I'm not seeing the, not I still need to see the Outsiders.
3: Yeah. Cocktail stuff yeah. like that where he's just a normal guy. But, uh, it's funny that you say that because I feel like I've mentioned that recently. That, like, yeah, he's like super blue collar regular Joe, but they do have the scene right after your introduction to him where he comes like flying around the corner in the Mustang, you know? Like, oh, yeah, like he's like a past and furious movie. Like, he's, you know, do you know what I'm talking
0: about? Like <laughs> right? like, yeah, like he's like he's doing Richard yeah, he, like like some super badass
3: car, dri- like race car driver. And I was like,
0: <laughs> he had to get his oh, little, you know, <laughs> had to get little, was this your there. tweet too, where like. There's That little line where he's leaving, and his supervisor's like, You know, nobody can move these crates as fast as you can, or something. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. He oh, to yeah. So, like, he's, he's trying to get so, into overtime, and he's like, like, absolutely. He like has, he's, Yeah, he's, he has he's to be also the, the best, best at his job, the best yes. operator at the dock. Like, he's got to, yeah. yeah, um, there's still some little touches, but yeah, he does yeah. not have shit together. Like, his house is a mess, like, can't make his kids' food. Like, he can't. Like, the the ex wife is judging him as soon as she comes in. She's like, You got spoiled milk, you know, um. <laughs> So I, yeah, you don't see him playing guys that like don't have their shit together. That's why I like Edge of Tomorrow too, because he's just like a coward in that movie mm-hmm. most like, yeah. and he does not have his shit together in that movie either. But uh, but yeah, I mean he's I, him and Dakota Fanning are great together in this. That's why I don't really I don't mind when Justin Chatwin leaves because I'm like. Well, now it's them and Crazy Tim Robbins, but, you know, that's... that's
1: I've grown uh-oh. to love Crazy Tim yeah. Robbins. Like I, I kind of like yeah. Crazy
0: Tim Robbins. I mean, okay, it's he's playing it real real crazy.
1: Oh, he's, he's <laughs> having a performance with a, with a capital P, just much like yeah. uh, Tim Blake Nelson in, in Minority Port. But yeah. he's, he's kind of that asshole who thinks they have it all figured out and everyone now knows this person, thanks to COVID. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
2: We
1: all now have a Tim Robbins that we know in our life. I'm like, oh, God. Um, but he's actually putting everyone in more danger and he's an absolute coward because as soon as he has a chance to fight those aliens, he doesn't. And I think that's such a striking thing. Cause he's all about, yeah, we're going to start the revolution with a blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as he's confronted with an alien, he's not even going for it. But Tom Cruise knows <laughs> that he's the one who's going to put them in even more danger and has to make that super dark choice of, well, I'm not going to leave because I'm not putting my kid in danger, but he can't stay here either. Um, This is his house, but he has to go. And the more I watch it, the more I realize how dark that moment is. Um, It's not, I mean, I can see why Tom Cruise does it because he's in a very precarious situation. But at the same time, he makes the choice to go and murder him. That is, and it's ultimately to save his kid, but it's, the like this is a man who cannot make sandwiches but yet he has to go and murder for his child and it's a super dark yeah. motion
0: another dark moment in this movie that's full of like i mean then that right before that is like when you see the aliens like sucking people up with that
2: yes like,
0: or thing and they don't show it fully because it's p13 but like i'm like and it's like blood mist or vine it's like mm-hmm. this is some dark gross stuff <laughs> like um that's when I was watching and going, man, this is way more messed up than I remembered it being. <laughs> like, yeah, um pretty, and yeah. but that sequence with Tim Robbins in the basement is another great Spielberg sequence. Like oh. uh, when the aliens are searching for them. It did remind me mm-hmm. of the minority report sequence because it's like we gotta be quiet. There's like it, something it's something alien that in. looks like a little r- robot kind yeah. of looking thing searching, and then the actual aliens come in. Which I forgot how much they kind of look like the Independence Day aliens. But they do that... actually,
1: yes, they do actually look a lot like the Independence Day aliens. But not
0: quite. Uh, yeah, yeah, but they, that sequence is great. I was like, "This is some great Spielberg." He's cooking with this one. Oh, <laughs> like, it's
1: when yeah. with the with the rocking chair and the alien moves it back, but he can't oh, quite see. Yeah, to co- yeah. oh, I'm like, "Oh my god!" And the shoot. Oh, it's <laughs> it's like when you first see the tripods. That whole scene where you have the earthquake and Tom Cruise is going around, which is natural what happened. I remember. We had a really, really weird earthquake during COVID. And so we're all home. We all went out and went, did you just feel that? Yeah, we all felt, everyone was out in the street. Even though we're not meant to be socializing, but it's that kind of thing where something's happened. So you go out to investigate And sometimes you just go, no, no, I am not. Um, it's actually like that scene <laughs> in the 2014 Godzilla after the massive tsunami in Thailand and Sri Lanka. When the when the ocean's going out, everyone knows what that means now. And the girl's just standing there. I'm like, Run. This is not a time to investigate why the water is going out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's and then the collapse of the church and these things rising up. It's amazing. And then he just focuses on Tom Cruise running. It's it, you just realize how good Spielberg is in those moments because you're like, yeah, he's cooking. He's absolutely knowing exactly how he's going to frame each shot, how each special effect is going to work before he goes on set, and he just does it perfectly.
3: Yeah, that uh, that scene down in the, the basement too mm. it also reminds me a lot of the um the raptor scene in Jurassic Park
2: oh I was yes thinking about yes that last
3: time like similar to that oh yeah going in yeah. there uh with the
0: kids you know with Lex and them in the the kitchen you know yeah. oh yeah that's Park that's one of the best <laughs> sequence oh, I feel really like that. that yeah that thing is tense Whew, that, that really that scared me as a kid I, oh. I, didn't, I didn't see the whole movie until I was a little older but I somehow had seen that maybe on tv that sequence and I was like Shooting my fingernails like I was terrified. I still
1: remember being in a theater as a kid, and I thought that nothing could top that T-Rex scene. Like, and just in terms of pure terror, and me just like staring up at the screen with big eyes, going, "Holy fucking shit!" And then <laughs> the raptor opened the goddamn door, and I'm just like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> just oh my god, remember. they can use
0: doors now. We're in trouble. We're cooked.
1: They can open doors. Okay. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're done. That's it. Done.
0: You, y'all got me thinking. Y'all
3: just unlocked a, an old memory. Um. <laughs> So uh Jurassic Park, so I was twelve years old, I guess when that yeah, I was out.
1: twelve as well, yeah,
3: yeah, give or take right before I was probably right before I guess that summer, but um I had actually read the book uh I uh before the movie came. Out. Mm. so I I actually was super like uh have you read the book? I you read the ago? book.
1: Uh, when I was twelve, I yeah, it. I read the book before the movie came out, but I haven't read it
3: since. Surprise, though. surprise! Okay, so back the then, I haven't read it since then, but I do remember there. Was, okay, there's a scene in the book that's not in the movie, and it's it's Nedry's death in the book is like he gets like sliced open, just like the way that he talks about at the beginning of the movie.
1: Yes, he does. I remember this now. Yeah,
3: you're right, and it happens in the book, and so I remember it bothering me a lot as as a kid when I read it. And then I was so scared whenever that scene came in the movie because I thought it was gonna that was gonna happen, but it didn't. Obviously, like show all that or that mm-hmm. didn't happen. He just got killed in the car or whatever. But I was so nervous, like you know, I, I remember being sick to my stomach. So I'm having a memory of the theater now, like because uh, I and I was sweating, you know, like because I just was waiting for this horrible death to happen in front of me, and it didn't. So I just wasn't another as kind tense of horrible <laughs> <laughs> right, like you know, it didn't. They didn't show all that, so I was like, okay, oh, you know, I, I dodged a bullet there. So it, it was you saying you were so scared, Matt, in that last scene? I was already, I had already passed that. I think I, I couldn't never get as scared as I was in that moment. No, <laughs> waiting for what was going to happen to Nedry because uh-huh. it already, all of it already released. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm in the clear now. There's no other death like that in the rest of the because I knew the book so well. Yeah. So I was like, mm-hmm. they're not going to show anything. I'm in the clear. <laughs> Anyway, that's my Jurassic Park story. <laughs> oh,
0: no. It's, good story. A, park it's story. a good story. It's a good story. It's a good story. You should end every tangent with like, that was my blank story. <laughs> <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> was, like, so, or fun facts, or that was my something story. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, what were we talking about before that? Uh, yeah, the basement scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> um uh the basement scene yeah, yeah it was but, very because
1: um, it reminded you of the raptor scene which is very true because yeah, they're yeah, all yeah, kind yeah. of hiding yeah, around right, and right. it, they got this thing creeping yeah, around yeah. which it, it's people does do well because he did the raptor scene which is one of the greatest things in film um
3: well and also the, the reflection is what also reminded me of it too because you know the the raptor sees their reflection and the thing in the kitchen and then she sees like her reflection in the thing and the eye or whatever they there's the reflection mm-hmm. in the eye of the tripod the well not the tripod but the whatever the little snake thing that comes down yeah. there you know in the room before, not around. But anyway, anyway, whatever. <laughs> no,
1: it's. I don't <laughs> know this. This, <laughs> this movie is filled with amazing scenes. I mean, when they're on the boat, I forgot how terrifying that was. The fact that that tripod came out from under the water, and the fact oh, that yeah. you can it's see good. the fact that Tom Cruise knows something's about to happen because he can see the birds trying to land on the tripod and not being able to. Like there's a cluster, and then when he sees them landing on the thing, he's like, "Hang on, they've got no shields." Um, it's kind of yeah, that scene is really terrifying. And the fact that everyone's kind of walking toward the boat, they're trying to get on the boat because they need to try and get away. And it's that old thing of like, oh, if I go to this place, it'll be fine. When it's probably not going to be, except in, as I keep saying, Miranda's Otto's house is fine. I just, I'm just like, really? It didn't get. Okay. Um, it's, <laughs> But it's just got that sense of you're always in danger. And that's not even talking about the freaking scene with the car, which is legitimately. one of the most terrifying things in the movie i don't know there's just the fact that someone pulls i think it's tom cruise who pulls out a gun and then i'm like okay this um this is a very thingy for the states i'm like everyone's gonna pull out a gun and then of course someone else does pull out a gun and then they just the danger just kind of ramps up what willing are people to do i mean that guy was fully prepared to drive away with dakota fanning in the car like that was right The fact that people are constantly taking this little girl away and and she's like no no my dad's coming back he's just dealing with my idiot brother um (laughs) and they're like i can't leave this little girl here which is a completely normal thing but yeah the chances of the amount of times he almost lost her to some just some weird yeah it's oh my god
3: (laughs) i think that's my favorite tom like his like acting moment of him in this movie probably is that whole scene right there and whenever she's getting you know he's like he hands over whatever to the other guy who has the gun right pointed at him yeah. he's like I just need to get my daughter just need to get my daughter let me get my kid you know you trying to get her out of the car and then he finally does and then we need to kind they of like go into the diner and like all the gunshots more like people are going crazy out there and like he's just kind of breaking down at the table you know like it's like quiet right moment for him and them inside the diner but it's just
1: and the morning what's going outside. On around him.
0: yeah yeah, that scene, I like, I, I know we're probably all tired of the trope of, like, the real villains are humans, you know, like, in, like, Walking Dead, and, like, <laughs> uh, but I think this movie yeah. still makes the aliens, like, the real threat, but the humans are acting mm-hmm. pretty crazy themselves. That's a great scene to show, like, people acting crazy in a way I think yeah. would happen. Like, I have this, let's, let's share some more weird stuff. I have this very irrational <laughs> fear of am going to drive into, like, a riot by accident and, like, not... Oh, like, this movie not would not have
1: helped that
0: fear. Like, I'm just going to accidentally and because I, it's a what a horrible situation. Like, you don't want to get your car smashed and you pulled out of your car beaten, but you don't want to run people over with a car. Or I hope people wouldn't. They don't want to do that. Right. And it's like I just it's a weird fear. So it's like giving me so much anxiety do? when he drives into that like mob, mm-hmm. and it's like he can't. I, he's trying to gun it kind of, and then he sees that one with the baby, and like. You know, to, but it's like that That oh, yeah, yeah. truly gives me like anxiety to watch that scene go down. And then with like, there's such a desperation when he's trying to get to put a fan there. It's like, just let me get my daughter. Let me go. Like, be rational. You know, it's like people being so crazy. They will won't even let him take his daughter. And they finally let her get out of there. But it's like just scary. It's like people acting like, you know, crazy people. And it's like, you're just trying to be rational um, for five seconds. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good yeah, thing do a, that again.
3: In the ferry sequence too, like whenever they're all trying to get on, and they, yeah. you know, they're like, "There's room for, you know," he's like, "There's room for like hundred more people," and they're like they're just starting to stop, and there's everyone's scared, they don't know what to do, right? Like, and they're, they're, yeah, you know, it's there's lots of good moments like that.
1: Yeah, the movie's Sorry. filled with moments <laughs> like that. It's like the, when he's about to set the car because the car wasn't completely fixed, and the guy's like, "Come on, get out of the car!" No, 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 you don't yeah. understand. You are going to oh, die. Yeah. Like, you need to let me take this car. Don't be stupid. Get out of the car. Just get out of the car. And then he's vaporized yeah. in a second. And the guy's being hilarious. And then he's dead. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. And then the kids are starting to lose it because they're starting to realize right. what is actually happening. And it's it's so much of a, a need to get to safety, but where is safety? Especially the hearing the plane crash, but not seeing it, but only seeing the aftermath and mm-hmm. telling Rachel, okay, just don't look. Just I know you're going to want to look. Just don't look um because he's trying to sort of not traumatize her but when you see her when they're in those pods and she's just comatose she's like done when she thinks she doesn't have her father there and she's alone she just goes and done done like that is one of the saddest parts and it's mm-hmm. her the slow realization of oh he came back for me and but you for the rest of the movie she's a lot from the basement she is so quiet and just kind of Checking out, like it's kind of that trauma response of, oh, I'm I'm done. I can't. My brain just can't handle what is happening around me.
0: Yeah, she's gonna need a lot of therapy after this. Yes, (laughs) she's seen a lot of things. She sees some shit. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: you don't want to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, but just (laughs) again her performance and she's got those such big eyes that it's especially when she's checked out. It's heartbreaking because her eyes have just gone. Boom, dark. I'm like, holy Mm -hmm. shit. Yeah.
3: You you just remind me too when they come out of that house, uh the after the red vines and whatnot. That you were talking earlier about the searchers shot. Well there's, yeah. there's that shot too, or the Wizard of Oz shot. Where
1: there is, yes. Right the yeah. Ones? And it's all but, fucked up because it's not the Wizard of Oz you want to go to. Yeah, no,
0: definitely. Not
1: <laughs> I don't like. That. I don't like the Oz.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's, it's not a, fun. The bad <laughs> one.
1: This actually, is the bad one. Yes, this is the bad one. This is the. But my favorite shot is super dark and actually reminded me a lot of Schindler's List, as when they're walking through the forest after the they get out of the the boat thing and they just see clothes falling. They think it's ash, mm-hmm. but then you realize it's oh, clothes, yeah. and it's just like oh and it's this beautiful dreamy shot that connotates so much darkness and again this movie does that over and over and over again i i do love this movie even though it's so bleak.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh it's got some amazing like set pieces like all the open like i mean the opening but like the 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 attack or the whatever you want to call it the ground starts falling oh. apart and tom cruise goes out and these they're running around and yeah um all the stuff we already talked about like i i my problems with it kind of li- lie in like some of the stuff near the end and i feel like uh like we talked about and like i think my one thing i was like yeah it's got great set pieces but i feel like there's a weird flow to it i'm not going to describe this very well but uh, no but I, like, I agree I just, with you
1: yeah it's got it's a, a little, it's not like a three-act structure almost it's something yeah,
0: else. yeah yeah that's i think part of the problem but it's, it's like, front-loaded kind, loaded,
3: of, kind yeah. of maybe
0: like yeah feels kinda, like a lot yeah, happens like,
3: at the beginning and then and all their. Quest
0: to, <laughs> yeah, you know, like weirdly paced, kind of weird, but yeah. I don't mm. think it's slow. It's just kind of like the connective tissue, maybe isn't I don't know how to like, I was trying to figure out a phrase this. I was like, it's like great stuff, but not, I not like put together. It's the best. I, mean, who am I? I feel bad ever criticizing like Spielberg and people. It's, ver- it's very oh, episodic.
1: No, I, They're just going from one thing to the other without, yeah. So, it's time you get to Boston and the tripods are kind of. Um not working properly. Even though they're going gray, which I find weird. because I'm like, but they're not, are they what are the pots? Are they they're not they're not meant <laughs> yeah. to be an organism? Are they an organism? What's going on? Um <laughs> it's I, I do agree with you. The movie is um not a three-act, it's very episodic, and it, so it just kind of moves from one scene to the next, to the next. So it doesn't have kind of like Minority Port has, which is much more traditionally paced and structured, and then you've got that three act, clear three-act structure. This movie, you're just leaping from one thing to the other. So I I I get that. I'm fine with it, but I get why you go, Oh, this feels weird.
0: Yeah. And it's just yeah, I mean, it it's still a pretty good movie. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh and I appreciate it so much more now than I have in the past. Like it's just it's uh, that's mostly of Spielberg stuff. When you talk about that on the marathon episode we did, mm-hmm. uh was like well, you was more me. Now, James, you probably never stopped appreciating him, but it was like, <laughs> like you know, we went to that phase where it was like, oh, he's not that cool. Give me like the Tarantino's and the Paul Thomas Anderson's of the world, you know. Um, but I, you know, I just appreciate so much more the stuff he does and how he shoots things, and you know, just blocking, which is like like such a simple uh, thing in you filmmaking. Think- you would think you would think they would be simple but i feel like it's a lost art almost um mm-hmm. and you know i it just yeah he's you know he's good at making movies i don't know what else to say
1: <laughs> he is very good at making movies
0: he he's got a gift his way around the movie yeah I mean, his his like, you, a movie camera <laughs> you,
3: you you said that i i it is funny because like I did have the same thing too, like you know, when I was twenty or whatever, and I was like too cool for school, right? Film snobby, like. But yeah, Spielberg was the one guy who I made the exception for. Like, I always liked him, no matter what. It didn't matter. Like I was like, no, you get a pass, buddy. I love you, man. You're my man. <laughs> don't worry,
0: Steve. I'll never abandon you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I did.
1: Never, I never fully did. Yeah. Everyone else can to yeah.
3: you all they really up well. I still love you, but even though I was like snob about everything else. You know, like not him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I we. I he don't got talk the pass the for He's some like, reason. He just he wasn't. That cool to me because it was like he he was the institution. If you want to like think of all the cool like kind of punk like independent or you know he's but he's like movie making like I it was like you know it's like that whole game people play of like if you went to random people on the street and said name me a movie director I would think most people would say Steven Spielberg. You might get some Scorsese, some Tarantino's. But I think most people say Spiel, it's like name a baseball player, name a, you know, it's like it, it's Spielberg is like the guy. So it's like it wasn't cool really to like him because it's like I think yeah. I talked about the sports like saying, yeah, I love water and I love, you right. know, it's like basic mm-hmm. things. But things are important for a reason. And he does things just really well. And it's like, um, you know, takes and time to appreciate stuff, which I'm coming to now. I'm like, yeah. I appreciate more of his stuff yeah he
1: was the institution but he was also the director that your dad liked um
0: right, right. he was like he'd been around for a while yeah I mean he, he wasn't made, new you he, know, no. like...
1: Quentin I mean in the 90s and early 2000s Quentin Tarantino was still new Paul, Thom- Paul Thomas Anderson was still new they were making these new kind of cool movies that um actually my dad liked but um they <laughs> Weren't the kind of yeah, they were that's because your new, dad's
3: cool, okay? Yeah, my
1: dad's cool. <laughs> my dad brought home boogie nights for Christmas Day Watch in 1998, which I still oh remember
0: being horrified. Oh my god, 17
1: going, <laughs> What are we doing? You guys um, watched that
0: as a family?
1: We did watch that as a family. <laughs> oh, my nana particularly enjoyed it, and I got teased by my brother because I kept walking in and out because I got someone would get nude, I would get embarrassed, but then I would hover and then but then I would leave and I'd come back, and yeah. Um a the
0: piece of yeah. Lindsay lore that we're looking. Yes, yeah. <laughs> wow. full of...
1: That was it was a day of Thin Red Line and Boogie Nights, and I was just oh my like... God. <laughs> I
2: got
1: that's completely with thin Red Line and didn't last long piece very long. Of...
3: <laughs> very Jeez. different. What the um. heck? That's a Christmas, nineteen ninety eight, over in the we'll
1: live in them, we'll always live in infamy because we will not Doing a big Christmas that year. So we were home and dad was like, oh, fine, I'm getting movies out. And those were the two that he played.
0: Hey guys, settle in for six hours of nudity and sadness. Who's ready? Yeah. <laughs> ready. Wow. Merry Christmas.
1: Um, Yeah, so- Thank
0: God, love that.
1: Exactly. So um, these Aww. were not meant to be family movies. They were in my household, but everyone else, they were not. Like, yeah, we tried to watch Pulp Fiction as a family. That didn't work either. Uh, my mother didn't get it and I was like- I don't, yeah, I was a weird 12-year-old and, like, excessive violence. So it took me a while yeah. to warm up to Quentin. you um, we
0: were very different
1: as very a five-year-old
0: in a bloodlust every year. Yes. It was like... Now, more, I'm like
1: now I'm like, oh, more violence, the better. Give it to me. But as a kid, I was like, <laughs> much more high-minded. <laughs> but, yeah, and now people are coming around, and as they get older, they're like, actually, no, Steven's Spielberg has always been the best. You watch him, and even... Like, the post, I'm like, yeah, the post rules. The post quietly rules. <laughs> I don't like all the monologues yeah. in it, but I'm fully on board for what he's doing in the post. And um, actually, the bookends, I'm not quite for. I'm like, we didn't need the friggin' water, Watergate break-in, thank you very much, in the post, but we still have Oh, yeah, it's it, yeah.
0: like a Marvel movie. <laughs> like, it's like... <laughs> like- dun 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 yeah. and like what's next they're breaking like, into
1: watergate and i'm like oh my god okay i realize you are a fan of well, the presence meant that we did not need the water i
0: mean i do admire though the post is one of those movies that he did i think while he was waiting for ready like another movie to be done so it's yeah. like the effects are yeah, being done that. in that movie and he's just like you know what let's go make a whole other movie like i just love that sometimes he'll be like eh, i gotta wait for this stuff to be done i'm gonna go make a whole other movie like you know right. he loves making he movies he likes it just enough to go make it and then still
1: get the cast that he gets is insane i mean the post cast
0: is is just like a great actor
1: (laughs) so none of these people were working like oh they just took time i mean tom cruise and meryl streep are in that movie quite a bit but everyone else i get you're coming in for a few days here a few days there and they're gonna do they're gonna switch their schedules for for stevie but i'm just like so tom cruise and meryl streep weren't doing anything really
0: wait 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 tom hanks or tom cruise tom, sorry tom hanks, tom hanks. Sorry, i'm getting, yeah. I'm getting my toms oh, i thought confused. tom cruise no i really thought he was in the movie and i'd missed him i was like no it's like tom hanks
1: sorry I, i'm getting confused with my toms
0: <laughs> it's understandable um i was just curious i thought he might have been there there's so many people in the movie i'm like i missed tom cruise like in oh, a cameo? This,
1: everyone is in the post like as soon as like jesse Plemons pops up i'm like of course he's in this movie oh yeah <laughs>
0: also great he pops up and kills the flower moon he's that that's a guy i like mm-hmm. see him pop up and stuff
1: oh he's a great um. popper in like it, i still think his <laughs> him in the car with when they're about to kill um oh not Gotti. um hoffa, hoffa, hoffa what's his name al pacino
0: hoffa jimmy hoffa, hoffa
1: jimmy hoffa spoilers for, for um friggin the the irishman and they're talking about the goddamn <laughs> fish is like the funniest thing ever <laughs> yeah matt
3: loves, I, matt loves the irishman Mm. Your
0: favorite movie
3: ever. i do wait right you
0: do no yeah. I, I oh yeah yeah like you, the way like you said you that insinuated that like i don't like the irishman i was like james oh no well, I'm sorry. i I, I was
3: being serious like matt loves <laughs> you do love the irishman like no it's, I, I feel like right? sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, that and yeah, not I mean, and no, not a about, short movie as well either so i know the tone for some reason was like you're gonna call me out like oh man hated that yeah no i was like Matt I think I have like ridiculous residual... zoning
3: out into something else. And then I said, well, like I, what I was thinking, Matt loves I think the Irishman. it. But I said it out loud. Because people say like
0: why. that to me about Jaws now. They're like, "Man, you love Jaws, right? It's like, <laughs> I've got like, oh, okay. okay. Everyone's being sarcastic old
3: Y'all just got a glimpse into my old man. this like, I'm literally just like speaking things. So, I'm
0: thinking. I do. I do like, genuinely love the Irishman. Man loves the Irishman. With... It's very long. It's just... It's a very. Longer long than, movie.
1: It's longer than Killers, isn't it? Like it's.
0: I think it is. Yeah, I think Killers like three twenty. It's not quite three and a half hours. I think Irishman's over three and a half hours. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. You know, but it was at I was at home. It was fine. I was like, I think it was post Thanksgiving, so I was in a nice little like food, coma. Uma? I was just kind of enjoying <laughs> watching Irishman. Um, you know, it's again a bleak and sad movie. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I had to go I, see that in the theater. Actually, I got lucky and. I got sort in the theater screening.
1: as well. Oh. I made the point of going yeah. across town to see it
0: no if it played near me i don't remember but mm. yeah yeah i, I had to drive was that long i actually had to drive pretty far too
3: it wasn't it wasn't close to me but.
1: No, it wasn't close to me either but i made i remember maker's only playing in one theater in town i was like fuck netflix i'm gonna go see this movie um <laughs> and i did it was great and i no marty scorsese has a way of making the bleakest movies hilarious like I was one of the few people who was giggling their ass off in Kills of the Flower Moon, which I know how that sounds. Like, I'm aware that movie is about genocide. But Robert it's, De Niro. It's got yeah. But Robert De Niro being the most evil person on the planet was constantly funny to me. I mean, the whole, you shoot him in the front. Why did you shoot him? You got to shoot him in the back of the head. Like, it's just, oh my God. Got um, little yeah. bits
0: of levity, surprisingly. Like, yeah. uh, which is good because it's a long tough watch they need a couple moments in there like oh, that, a little bit of levity
1: oh my god the scene before they blow. sorry spo- spoilers for uh kills the fire moon a lot of murder but there's a scene before something gets blown up and leo's talking to yeah a lot of murder particularly before one murder leo's talking to i can't remember the actor's name but he's playing a brother-in-law and um he clearly and he and leo just straight up says no nah, just i don't like you <laughs> I don't like being in your company or something. You're you're an asshole.
3: Oh yeah, the guy who was with the other woman at the beginning. Yes, he was. He was married. Later. He was married
1: to one of the yeah. sisters. Um, who was most right. I don't know who was he, the most he was Jewish looking murder, into but, yeah. what was
3: going on himself too. Yes, That's why,
1: yeah, yeah had to, He had to be taken no, out. But it. just the whole thing of just Leo, just like, <laughs> just, just like, yeah, I don't want. To, I don't like you. Yeah, It's <laughs> so, so funny, especially with his face. Yeah, it was um. <laughs> Yeah, there was there were there were moments of liberty with the bone crushing absolute grief and sadness and horrificness of what is happening in that movie, and then yeah, it's a
0: lot, it's a yeah, lot. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So when you got to giggle, it was fantastic.
3: <laughs> yeah, there was also that that it was funny whenever the guy, uh, the one guy who was part of the <laughs> the one guy. This is this we don't know these characters' names, but uh, he they're all interchangeable. I don't recall,
1: know, remember their names either. <laughs>
3: It, it went in to talk to the lawyer about like what would happen if you got the if the kids, oh, the kids. Like, sounds like you're insinuating you're gonna kill you know and he's like no
1: well i'm not <laughs> gonna do it then if like, i'm gonna get
3: caught right it was just like that whole
2: scene was especially
1: considering what he's talking about funny. is murdering children for their inheritance yeah. like that is what he's literally talking about and he's like that would be murder. He's like, well, good thing I'm not going to do it then. <laughs> it's just like, oh, no. I was like, oh, my God. Oh. Uh,
2: hey,
1: yeah, they, Good movie. They, a very, good movie. See. very good movie. Very good. Good movie. Good movie. Yeah, they literally have Robert De Niro <laughs> in front of fire. And it's like, oh, so he is the devil. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got it. Had to establish that.
1: Had to establish that. Um, it's not spoilers because it actually happened, which is even the sadder yeah. part about it. um mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I didn't do that. <laughs> Actually, no. Also, go see War of the Worlds. It will make you sad. It will make not make you feel good in any <laughs> no. way, shape, or form. But it is a fantastic movie and it's got some of his set. I'm going to say the tri- tripods coming out of the earth might be one of his best set pieces. Right up there yeah, with yeah. the trolley thingy and, mm. and um, with the T Rex attack and the trolley ride in uh, Temple of Doom, like kind of good. So, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, the minecart. Sweet. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yes.
1: Stuff. <laughs> um,
0: it's so good. So good. I so wish I could go yeah. on a roller coaster at Disneyland, but it's I had a chance. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Always wanted to go.
3: Well, it does have a lot
0: of good,
2: like,
3: or a lot of, like, it's got lots of cool imagery, like memorable Im- imagery, like the train that's on fire that goes by them, you know, like. Oh, yeah. So yeah. The tripod coming out of the water, like, uh, hmm. with the very, like, um, I feel like there's another one. I think there was another good one, kind of closer to the end. This must not be that memorable. Damn, eating my words
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: this movie a million times. I can't even think. Anyway, yeah, no, it, it's good. But the the tripod sequence definitely.
2: Okay. Where's
3: in Another ha- interruption. <laughs> <from the baby. laughs> mama.
2: Yes. Where's
1: in mama?
3: She's in bed. <laughs> where you need to be
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: no it's getting late over there
0: <laughs> yeah it's uh um,
3: what time is it here 930? it's
0: nine thirty-eight. it's ten thirty-eight here i i would hate to uh be the one who's like hey can we wrap it up no i, have I, was, thinking, tom- I was i have I- not edited tomorrow's podcast episode for film feast oh so no I really we- <laughs>
1: This is yeah, just like the last time Matt was on. He's gosh. like, guys, can we, I'm tired. And I need to, it's.
0: No, my child's just busting
3: in. It's no big deal. She's yeah. asking, see, she's yelling at me now. She needs me.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> she's screaming at you.
1: She wants you to she make her like, sandwich with a spoon.
0: Yeah, she wants oh, a peanut butter God. sandwich. That's what. <laughs> made 30. with a spoon, 30. which I
1: love that detail. He makes it with a wooden spoon. Um, no, I will, I was too bad to think we should probably finish up because I do need to go see a certain chunky uh godzilla
2: oh yeah do his thing see godzilla i
1: gotta go see godzilla minus one um so <laughs> very yeah, much any... <laughs> yeah oh so, so excited um any final thoughts on uh war of the worlds before we finish up
0: uh no i mean i think it like i said earlier i think it plays even better now than it did when it came out i think i i appreciated it way more than in 2005 because it's just a really good Steven Spielberg movie. And that, you know, it's like I appreciate his movie so much more now in general, too. So I, you know, I just uh I think it's good. Revisit it. I mean, it's darker than people probably remember it being. It's like way bleaker than I remember it being. So um, yeah, it's a it's a great movie. I don't know what else to say. So that's all it, that's all. Yeah. I'll say.
1: It's a great bleak movie. Uh James, anything else?
0: Good movie. Yeah.
3: No,
1: good movie. Right. it's Good.
3: You check him out if you haven't seen him. Uh I think they've aged really well too. Like considering, like, you have. know, yeah, both yeah. Of them. A l- yeah, a little bit of you know weird CG things here and there, but they're like both of them are over twenty years old. I mean, considering that, I think they're still pretty good looking.
1: you got to complete these movies are
0: yeah. twenty years old. Um, well, we're in the World is not quite there yet.
1: Eighteen. It's, not, it's not eighteen. Not quite, <laughs> it's 18.
3: <laughs>
0: Don't make me <laughs> feel right. too right. old. Sorry, that it's, well, Sorry years you're old. right. <laughs>
3: sorry uh, a couple more years you're right
0: my bad
1: in australia it can drink let's just say <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: oh, they're both adults they're both 18s so yes 18 both old. Adults.
1: yeah both adults well, i know we're trying
3: to wrap up i i just realized though we didn't really talk about the look of these movies like because that
0: was a thing for spielberg back then uh, oh because
1: you know, the desaturation all... in um yeah. minority yeah. report yeah
0: blue i forgot then. to bring this up with minority report because it's they're both janice kaminsky right because he basically only yeah. works with janice kaminsky yes. after i i mean i don't love the way minority Report looks i'll be honest with you i think it's a little too like it's a blown little out like i would agree light. yeah but i think he tones it down too. a little bit more of the world's like oh, he definitely does it's
1: it more texture in, yeah it's
0: nighttime and dark and uh there's more texture yeah so i like it a little better it's still there but um yeah i feel i don't, I don't know if i love Janis Gametsky's work like the later stuff like I don't think it's bad don't be wrong I just don't know if I
1: wait till you finally see the musical that is West Side Story that is perfectly shot yeah it seems like
0: he's changed it over time like Munich looks maybe just this brief period is where stuff looks a certain way but yeah um, it really is this
3: little chunk right here that's the most obvious I would say is it it, because he's working digitally
1: for the first time where they would (sighs) have been working with film beforehand.
3: No, even they were, even they were working with yet. film it's yeah. yeah they're they're still working with film it's yeah. just it was just their choices but like you know ai yeah. does oh too, i
1: know oh, i mean i know i minority already definitely blown out but um munich has a very specific over shininess at times when i'm just like that's mm-hmm. weird it's in the 70s um <laughs> yeah. and then sometimes it will look really grainy so it kind of switches um
3: right it's got grain but it's also super duper
1: shiny glossy at the yeah. same time. it's yeah.
0: very, very strange but, but like the first movie they did Schindler's List looks amazing you yeah, know sure. so it's like it's it's not it's not bad it's just maybe not my preferred look on some of the movies that he's doing in the mid-2000s mm-hmm. but um yeah it's it's fine I don't to know. be fair
1: <laughs> a lot of mid-2000s were kind of blown out like it's true it was a thing it just they did it because they were trying to capture this weird noir thing that was happening I'm like well you did not have to do that but okay yeah, I don't think that everyone particularly...
3: Everyone was messing around with stuff, Tony Scott. I mean, right, oh, yeah. like, Cohen's... Oh, yeah, even, I mean, I'm with Tony world. Scott like, Defender, Everyone was so messing around like, with
0: coloring and stuff back yeah. like then. Like, Who might have criticized Janis Kaminsky and I'm, like, a big Tony Scott guy. And Tony Scott's doing all kinds of crazy stuff with, like, yeah. his way his movies look. So, you know, I don't know.
3: <laughs> but anyway, okay, that that was the last thing, really.
1: Yes, a uh, th- very uh, big thing, because it was a very 2000, mid-2000s um, thing. But before we go, James, where can people find your good work?
3: Uh, They can find my good work. Uh, on Twitter is the only hmm. place that I have any. It's not even work. It's just hmm. video clips.
1: Hey, <laughs> someone gets some War of the Worlds and yeah. Minority yeah. Report behind it is the very, scenes. Very important work. Someone's got
3: to upload those clips. Exactly. I mean, yeah. hey, they're not going to upload themselves, guys. Okay. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> but, well, I say that they probably will soon. Um, <clears throat> but uh, oh god, AI. Yeah, AI man, bro.
2: Ooh.
3: Um, yeah. Anyway, that. I, 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 under why well, going ahead of myself, it's at TJ underscore Mackie M-A-C-K-E-Y four three two. And that that's after Frank TJ Mackey. I don't know if y'all know that. Gotta tell everybody, because you know, I love Tom Cruise so much and I love Magnolia so much. And I, my screen name is based on that. I did X. know that.
1: I didn't no, know that. fun fact fun, fun <laughs> I fact uh that. james fun fact um matt random where can new
0: we... person who's listening to Lindsay's <laughs> podcast and just learned something new <laughs> james fun facts um oh yeah uh for me uh follow the film piece podcast where we get podcasts we're back now uh by the time this comes out you will definitely be able to find our favorite discoveries episode of the year where me and daniel Upler and keith rich get together talk about our favorite first time watches of the year, which was a ton of fun. It's a lot of good stuff, interesting stuff on that, uh, on all of our lists. I'm always like, it's always fun to hear what they've seen. And when I kind of put myself together, when you look back at like a whole year movie watching and you're like, what really blew me away? It's kind of it's pretty interesting. So I love doing that because it's like, oh, I watched some really good stuff. Um that should be out. I'm actually doing another Discoveries episode with Preston and Carmelita. Mm Because I just they're really fun to podcast with. Neither one of them have their own podcast. Mm. And so I was talking to them and I was like, why don't we do another Discoveries episode with you guys doing yours? And I'll just get to like host that. It'll be really easy for me because I just get to like moderate that. Mm. So that probably will also be out by the time this comes out. So um got a little Christmas episode planned with Anthony King. Uh like it's gonna be a really weird off kilter Christmas episode, which you'll expect. You'll see it from <laughs> us. You're like, oh, of course, Ben Anthony did this movie for a Christmas episode. <laughs> um, very short Christmas break, not another hiatus. It's just like a one week break, uh, and then I don't know. Then I roll into the new year, and who knows what happens. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can follow that Film Feast Pod on Twitter. I won't call it the other thing. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Maplet eighty seven. Follow me in the podcast on Instagram. Film Feast, all one word. Um, and if you want, you can follow me on Letterboxd. Or I think it's just uh mapled87. I think it's just my username. Uh, so yeah, that's it.
1: <laughs> no, th- please follow both of them because they are very good. I mean, I, as I said, I love Film Faced. Um, so I'm so just happy that it's kept, it's keeping going. Um, yeah, you can find Schlockenor or all the pods as usual, Schlockenor1 or Reading Geek on multiple social medias, Twitter. Um, Instagram, letterboxed. It's one of those ones. I can't always remember which one is which. Yeah. Um, which is why I need password saved, which is probably not that safe. I should probably say that online. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> um, no. Um, so yeah, this has been absolutely great. I love hanging out with you guys. And these movies are fascinating to appear, even though they are same director, same actor, they are just when they were made changes the context completely yeah we will be back with another double feature all right thanks guys bye